What's going on, everybody? Good evening. Welcome to the Review and Preview 2022 NFL Round 1 Draft Special. I am your host for tonight, Tom Scavetta. I want to appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'm going to introduce my co-host in just a moment. We have a lineup fun-filled with guests for you. It is draft night. The biggest event of the NFL calendar year outside of the Super Bowl is finally here. And again, folks, if you want to check us out throughout the course of the night, make sure to go check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can see scrolling across our lovely ticker below on Review and Preview at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Anchor, YouTube, and our newly created TikTok account. And folks, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my co-host for the night. It is the one, the only, Kyle Russo from Long Island, New York. Kyle, how's it going? It's going good, Tom. I'm excited, man. This is my favorite day of the year, and we're finally here to celebrate and unravel these next four hours here, the first round of the NFL Draft. I'm so excited to have you. And, I, you know, you and I have been – we've been going through mock drafts like this for, for months. It's been insane, and now – it, we're past the eight o'clock hour. The things are live. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be on the clock in just a few moments. How are you feeling, man? What are you thinking is the number one overall pick for Jacksonville? We know last year we saw a slew of quarterbacks go within those first few picks. In fact, the three top picks were quarterbacks. So who do you think will be the number one overall pick? I'm going to throw you right into the fire here. Throw me right at it. I, I like it, though. I like it. This is this is hard, right? This is hard. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Maybe since 2018 might have been the last time with Baker Mayfield being drafted by the Browns uh, about the last month leading up to the NFL draft. You know, everybody thought it was USC Sam Darnold going to Cleveland. They were at his pro day. They, you know, that was the sure uh, solidified number one overall pick. Then they started looking at Baker loving the Oklahoma sooner and they wound up taking him with that first overall selection. These last couple of years, you haven't seen that that much, you know, with Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, those were guaranteed number one guys. Now you're looking now. Aiden Hutchinson was that solidified guy up until maybe this week, and now people are saying Trayvon Walker is the odds-on favor to be selected first overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm not buying the Trayvon Walker smoke. Um, I think Aiden Hutchinson is still the number one overall pick, but let's bring on the college football expert of From the Stand Sports, our first guest of the night from Central Florida, Brian McArdle, Brian Thank you so much for joining us, and it's not a real NFL draft show if we don't kick off the live stream without you. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, guys. Uh, wish we had a higher pick, but uh, you know what? What can you do? I'm excited. We got to see some uh, great reactions last year. Some people got some picks that they really wanted uh, on this show when we were streaming. Streaming, uh, obviously. Thanks again to Tom, to you guys for for hosting the uh, the draft show. It's going to go long. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys. I hope people get the picks that they want or that they're hoping for. Uh, I know I'm sure in Vegas itself, we're going to get some boo birds out there for picks that they do not like. Uh, but it's always, always exciting. Uh, one of the best nights, uh, of the NFL, uh, despite the fact that there's no games. So really looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, yeah, you're lucky picking at number 27. I don't <laughs> envy you at all, but, um, obviously these top college prospects, and I'm going to quickly show you, um, 
the edge rusher room because it seems like the edge rusher position is the consensus for the first pick or two. Do you think there's reality in that, or do you think Jacksonville may go elsewhere with this number one overall pick? You know, uh, the way you put it, uh, that you weren't believing the smoke, I I don't know if I believe the smoke about Walker being their pick, but I know that there's a lot of smoke there because there is internal arguments within management, and that is never something that you want. I do think, personally, uh, I mean, this is something... You know, as you and Andy were on the college football show throughout the year, we saw uh, Thibodeau's name just start slowly falling down the order. Um, he's fallen out of favor with some of these teams. I don't know if they, they know something that we don't. Uh, I guess we'll find out after the draft and see where he goes. But I think I, I don't see him going top three at this point, which if you said that to me before the season started, that would have been an absolute shock. I wouldn't have believed you. Um, yeah, Hutchinson going one. I, I don't know. Like you said, the edge rusher position is is pretty stacked. Um, my guy right there, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, I know you remember me talking to him up. Uh, Ex Bulldog. He, I mean, I don't want to say he couldn't cut it, but he he couldn't make that that Bulldog starting lineup. Uh, you know, Georgia won it all. We we know how good that team was. He goes to FSU, uh, kills it there, and he's been shooting up the rankings. So I'd love to see him go high. Um, yeah, whether he goes top ten, I, th- I think he's right on the precipice of top ten. Uh, so I'd love to see him go high. I, yeah, I, I don't know what Jacksonville is going to do. Aiden Hutchinson could go number one, uh, or you know, drop a few spaces to two or three. Um, but we really have to see because Jacksonville is an absolute wild card right now. Absolutely, and Roger Goodell is at the podium saying that the NFL draft is underway. You see, the uh, host team, the Las Vegas Raiders, have two of their captains standing there next to him, quarterback Derek. Derek Carr and tight end Darren Waller as Roger Goodell is about to get booed for the first time tonight. (laughs) Folks, make sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, everybody that you know. We really appreciate the support. We're going to be covering this draft all night tonight and then all night tomorrow. And who's this coming up? Ice Cube. (laughs) Wow. Look at this. And we do have our first comment of the evening. It is from Alec Walt. They are insane if they don't go with Hutch. I agree 100%. Um, I think he is clearly the number one overall pick in this draft. I think a lot of people are trying to, you know, wiggle things a little bit, make things a little bit interesting, create some suspense. I do think Trayvon Walker is in play, but I don't think he's the pick here at all. I think Brian Aiden Hutchinson carried this Michigan defense to the college football playoff a team that was led by a pedestrian quarterback, young player in Cade McNamara, and a backfield that was led by Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. So realistically speaking, Aiden Hutchinson was the catalyst. Him and David Ojabo, Daxton Hill, those three guys really were the um, fender benders, more or less. All of whom are probably going to go in the first round here. So, Derek Carr is about to announce something. It looks like we're about to be underway here in Vegas. And folks, if you have a comment like Alec Walt just did, make sure to go comment in the comment section. Um, Again, we're going to be covering this all night tomorrow as well. We are going to be live at 7 p.m. tomorrow. I'm not sure about uh, Derek Carr's hair there. Is he rocking a mohawk right now? Yeah, it's like one of those faux hawks, I think they call it. 
So the Jacksonville Jaguars are officially on the clock. And oh my gosh, I just felt this on the side of my head. You know you need a haircut when your pencil has been stuck inside your hair for the past three hours. It's tiny, but I don't know what I was just thinking. And um, now that the NFL draft is officially underway, cheers, boys. Appreciate you all. Kyle, I know you got you got your water back. I there. got my water, man. James is, James is backstage. Got just a, out of reach here. You know, <laughs> Pop him on for like half a second, James. How's it going? You know, I know you're working hard backstage tonight. Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. And you had a comment for Kyle. The Jets football behind you. Kyle, explain the Jets football. So when I was a kid, my brother's younger than me. He's three years younger than me. I don't know if you guys ever had it at your school. Did you ever have like the holiday gift store or something like that at your school? Sure. Were you able to buy gifts Similar, or something yeah. like that? So my brother did that, obviously not knowing football too much. He had to have been like seven at the time. He bought that for me. I was like, man, I'm a Giants fan, but I couldn't upset him, so I hung it up. It's been up there now for a decade. So not a Jets fan, but just have to show love towards the family just a little bit. All right. Well, James, thank you very much for popping in. I know you're working hard backstage, so I'll let you go back and do your thing. Let's go Big Blue. Big Blue. All right. That was James Montefusco. The Jaguars are officially on the clock. We all know last year they took the hair in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, this year, a lot of people are arguing between whether or not they should go with the best overall player or if they should protect him up front. And here's what a lot of people forget when it comes to protecting Trevor Lawrence. They spent a high draft pick on Walker Little last year to play opposite of Cam Robinson. So do they really need a tackle? I understand Brandon Linda retired, but they just signed Brandon Scherf in free agency. Do they? Could they really use a tackle here, Kyle? No, I don't think so. And I think that's why all the noise got surrounded by Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker kind of dominating the conversation in terms of what Jacksonville will do at one. Because if you remember, probably about a month or two ago, the name was Evan Neal at number one. That was the solidified guy. You know, it's changed a little bit, right? We don't, I don't think we really see this much movement at the number one position, at least I can't remember, in regards to the draft from what we've seen like this year. Because it was originally supposed to be Evan Neal. But once they gave Cam Robinson that franchise tag, who's a former Alabama left tackle that they drafted in the first round a couple years back, or I believe a second-round pick, top of the second-round draft pick about four years ago. Once they franchise-tagged him, the conversation then switched gears to now we're going to take a defensive end-minded player. So I don't think that – I don't want to say that Walker Little has anything to do with it, Brandon Scherf has anything to do with it. I think it has to do all to do with Cam Robinson. I think that's really the difference maker because if they didn't give – Cam Robinson, that franchise tag, that extension in which he just signed, I believe, a couple days ago, three years, $54 million, being his blindside protection, being he, Trevor Lawrence, being his blindside protection for the next three years, you know, it would be Evan Neal. Uh, Mm -hmm. But now that he's signed, I don't think that the focus is going to be on the offensive line. I think it's solely now on these two edge rushers and Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hudson. Kyle, let's get to your top five offensive tackles here, just in case they do take an offensive tackle, which is extremely unlikely, folks. You have Evan Neal ranked as your number one offensive tackle, followed by Icky Aquanu, Charles Cross, Bernard Ryman, and then Trevor Hennett. Explain this list. So Evan Neal, I think he's the most talented in the class, and it, and it has to do a lot with also the versatility, right? He's played in his years at Alabama, he's played at three different positions. He's been moved around the right tackle, interior guard. He's been moved to the left. That's where he played his last year and, you know, has won and succeeded a lot at the highest levels, obviously, uh, 
and protecting Bryce Young this year and winning a national championship a couple of years back with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Been very successful, very versatile, and I think that overall I think he's the best offensive lineman in this draft. Now, does this mean that I think he's going to be the first offensive lineman taken off the board? No, but I think that he might be the best offensive lineman available. Now, when you go to Iki Kwanwu, again, this is a guy, big body guy, another versatile guy. You can move around a couple of places. I think that in terms of pass blocking, I think this might be one of the better guys in the NFL draft, and that's why I have him ranked number two here. Charles Cross, another guy, another terrific offensive lineman. Um, not as versatile, but again, a great pass blocker, and I think will be an immediate impact type player, a guy that's been linked to Tom R. Giants at the number five or number seven overall selection. So could become a very familiar face uh, within the coming uh, half an hour or so. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bernard Ryman, uh, a right tackle here in this draft. I know when we did our mock drafts last week, I had him ranked higher on my board than uh, you and Fonz because I think that by position, he might be the best right tackle in this year's draft. I know the argument might be Trevor Penning. I think it's kind of a coin toss at this point. So that's mm-hmm. why I have Ryman in front of him. I, I, I edge him out a little more uh, versus a Penning. But that's that's my order of this offensive lineman list. Brian, do you agree with that order? Do you think uh, Ryman is worthy over Trevor Penning? Obviously, Northern Iowa, not um, – a huge school when it comes to college football, but what is your mindset with that? Bernard Ryman out of central Michigan. I actually don't know much about him. So that was interesting to, to hear the take there on him. Um, yeah. But yeah. As far as the one, two, um, I, I think it honestly could go either way um, between Neil and Ikwonu. This, like Kyle said, this is, it's been a, such an interesting, I guess, development um, path for the way that this has gone, uh, how, how this draft has been, you know, how people thought it was going to shape up. Uh, I can remember just two or three months ago, we were making arguments between quarterbacks um, that the top 10 was probably going to have two between, you know, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, a few trades happen. Uh, then it's the O-line. You know, we see Evan Neal just absolutely shoot up the draft order. Um, and then Aquanu follows him. Uh, and then that's the argument, you know, could one of these guys go one and two or one or two, sorry. And then now all of a sudden, uh, it's turned into the defensive line argument here. The pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. We have a couple comments. Steve, how's it going? Steve Ellis, they better take Aiden Hutchinson. Paul Lombardi (laughs) says, let's go, baby. Paul Lombardi, shout out to our resident Kansas City Chiefs fan. Not resident, but our uh, New York tri-state area Chiefs fan. And then Henry and Dichter says, and away we go. Hank will be joining us in just a few moments, folks. Keep sharing this podcast with your friends. We're going to be live all night long, and I'm so excited for this first pick to be announced. It is like Christmas for us content creators. I also want to quickly shout out the Sportsbox and Sac City Podcast, two networks we've been working with throughout our draft preparation. We've given them some content. They've given us some as well. We're going to have some of their guests on tonight and tomorrow throughout the course of the weekend. And, I mean, I guess the best part about the West Coast draft is you could have it outside like this, but we'll be quiet. Pick is being announced. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Where there's smoke, there's fire, baby. <laughs> Where there is smoke, there is fire. What do we think, guys? What do we think? 
I think that Trent Baalke and Shad Khan within the next three years are either going to have a really good relationship or a really bad one. Yeah. <laughs> either a really good one or a really bad one because Trent Baalke was the one that was all in on Trayvon Walker. Shad Khan was all in on Aiden Hutchinson. This is a monumental move, franchise-altering type move, and we'll see what happens, really. I know he was getting some pro comparisons to a Miles Garrett, the versatility, that the athleticism. The size as well in Trayvon Walker. But like Alec alluded to to top us off on this show, that first comment, they better take Hutchinson. And Hutchinson is not the first overall selection this year's draft. Here they come. Comments are pouring in with a lot of unhappiness right now. (laughs) Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick. Paul Lombardi is going to get that up on our Instagram in just a moment. But, yeah, I think everyone's surprised, Hank. John Goodnow, shout out, John. If there's smoke and fire, you better meet a hose to take it out. Well, that might be the case in Jacksonville. Um, you know, we did a film breakdown on Trayvon Walker, and we actually have some highlights on this guy, and it's crazy. I had him ranked third among my edge rushers. I'm trying to see if anybody had him ranked number one. Kyle, you had Hutch number one, and so did Fonz. But you and Fonz both had Walker number two. I had him number three. Um, Going to see if we got some highlights. But converse, Brian. Kyle, what do you guys think right now? Uh, Detroit is on the clock and the pick is already in. I mean, the pick is already in because it's Aiden Hutchinson, right? It's got to be Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> yeah. Who else could it, who else could it be at this point, right? Who else could it be? It's got to be Aiden very Hutchinson. Very quickly before they go to the second pick, I guess, then. Um, you were talking about your rankings amongst the review and preview staff, uh, not having him at number one, but uh, consensus number one pick was Trayvon Walker between Sports Illustrated uh, CBS, uh, Pro Football Focus, and Walter Football, which are four of the big guys, uh, the big guns. They all had him in number one. So, um, I mean, I guess not all too surprising, but like Kyle said, we know who won out in Jacksonville with that pick. So uh, we'll see how that relationship goes uh, between the management there moving forward. And we'll see if the, uh, the Michigan-born, the Michigan attendee, Michigan Wolverine, ends up going back home to go play for the Detroit Lions, but I think it's very, very likely now that the um, now that the Jacksonville Jaguars made this number two overall selection much easier than I think a couple people might have thought tonight. Absolutely, and this is great news for the Giants as well, who picked number five. If the, the more edge rushers that go off the board within the top four picks, the better. Um, Hutchinson's coming home to Michigan. That's insane. Detroit yeah. got a steal for their defense, and – this could mean that Kayvon Thibodeau could be in play for the Texans. He could be in play for the Jets. He could even be in play for the Giants at number seven, as we're looking at Walker's college highlights right now. Um, I broke this down with Noah Dyler, but, man, I mean, he really is a beast. So he's a great player. Question. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Do you take him if he's at seven and you've got, say, Neil also available? Because I know what? you were asking me about Neil uh, last week, Tom. Uh, Sorry, a little glitch there in the system, but we're back. Um, oh, no, I was just asking if you – I would if, take uh, Neil. I would take Neil at five. Over Thibs? Yep. Okay. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson, number two. Love it, baby. Kyle, also remember we got to uh, just let the folks know who's on the clock as well. Um after this pick, but we'll leave this banner up for just a moment and break this pick down. Aiden Hutchinson, the number one edge rusher for all three of us. Is there any ounce of surprise 
that Hutchinson fell to number two? Again, I, I said it, you know, in, in, in talking about it, Tommy kind of threw me into the fire in the beginning of the show with the number one overall yeah. selection. I said Trayvon Walker, that's that's number one. You know, even though on my top board I had Hutchinson, I still do think that he might be the better pass rusher when all is said and done. Obviously, they like Trayvon Walker a little more for Jacksonville, but Aiden Hutchinson now, too, that's a no-brainer. That's why you saw. I don't even know. Detroit had about eight minutes, ten minutes to make that selection. I don't even know if they used one minute to make that selection. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're just sitting in the draft room, uh, maybe not shocked, but uh, relieved that their job was done for them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there was no one else, I think, that it could have been there than him. Uh, the Houston Texans are on the clock. And Nick DiMartino in the comments section, what's up, Nick? How it's going, host of Tricks and Picks? I bet on the Jets to get Kayvon Thibodeau $10 to win 85 Interesting. Interesting. If, if they don't, Nick, it would sound like Tricks and Confusion to me, right? Um, at least that's the way I view it. But thank you very much, Nick, for the comment. And Aiden Hutchinson – in his college career at Michigan, you know, he wasn't really talked about much last year, folks, because he dealt with that injury. I think he was dealing with a pectoral injury or something. He ran a 4.744 yard dash, um, runner up for the Heisman Trophy, and ranked third in the FBS with 14 sacks this year, 16 and a half tackles for loss. A very high character guy who sets the edge beautifully, legendary weight room grinder plays with consistent knee bend and punch at the point of attack. My one concern about Hutchinson, he has below average arm length along the edge. Hopefully that does not hinder him at the next level. Um, I doubt it will. I'm just astonished that a guy who had six sacks um, went number one overall. Um, I think another thing to come into question is as well, when, when you look at the two defensive lines, right, that, that he's worked with, obviously we know the teammate on the opposite side of Aiden Hutchinson was David Ajabu. But when you look at that defensive line for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, I mean, those are all number one overall picks, right? Devontae Wyatt may be a first-round pick. Jordan Davis definitely going to be a first-round pick. You know, Nicobe Dean, obviously he's not a linebacker. Uh, he's not a uh, defensive lineman, but a linebacker as well that causes much disruption. Point being is that when you see all the defensive talent around him, does it make Trayvon Walker's job easier as a Bulldog versus Aiden Hutchinson, the dominance that he had this year for Michigan? Um, because obviously, Tom, you said that Trayvon Walker had six sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, had, what, 12 or 13 yeah. this year? Yeah. So you look at that, and maybe that takes into account, right? I know that that's something that I would look at. Not to take 14. The, yeah. 14. Not to take away from what the guy did individually, because Trayvon Walker's a great player, great athlete. But to see what Aiden Hutchinson, I guess – um, you would say did with less, right? With less talent around him yeah. versus what Trayvon Walker did. So, yeah, listen, that's fair. Like I alluded to, this uh, this will either be in the next couple of years. This will be a move that allows Trent Balky to keep his job, or one that will get him fired. Mm-hmm. I had a cough for one second. Jason Edmondson says, Giants, please look for Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I agree. I love him. Um, I didn't do a highlight reel on Aiden Hutchinson because um, I was doing highlight reels for players that could potentially go to the Giants. Trayvon Walker was one of them. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson was not. I'm still shocked he's off the board at number one. Um, So Houston Texans, new head coach and Lovey Smith, they could go defense again. Do we see a third edge, edge rusher go off the board in the first top three picks? 
I got a tweet about a half an hour ago saying that Lovey Smith, as a defensive-minded guy, is all in on Derek Stingley. Now it's just a matter of time. Looking at here. Now it's a matter of time if they actually listen to him or not. If Nick Casario listens to him, which he very well could, because again, the Houston Texans, Tom, me and you were, me, you and Fonzie were cracking up last week when we were doing the mock drafts. I've never seen this before on a mock draft uh, simulator before, where it says, uh, Brian, you know how it says team needs, right? When it came up to the Houston Texans and said every position, I've never seen that ever. (laughs) So they could really go anywhere, but if Lovey Smith. You know, a half hour breaking beforehand is saying Derek Stingley's his guy. They might listen to him. They might listen to him. Absolutely. Folks, if you're just tuning in, you have any questions on what we're discussing, want to know anything on any of these prospects, we have all the answers for you. Make sure to drop a comment, throw us a like, share the podcast if you enjoy what you're watching. Houston Texans are up, and the more you talk about this, it could be Sauce Gardner at number three. Let's see. Goodell's at the podium again. I don't know yet. I know you know, Kyle. You always know first. Wow. What is this draft, guys? I like it. I like it. I like that pick a lot. I I don't mind that pick. I'm just surprised. I'm not surprised at the pick. I'm surprised the love for Derek Stingley more than an Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Not that I'm hating on it, gives the Giants a better chance to get him, but right. a little bit of surprise there. Because I don't, Brian, I don't know about you. I'll throw it to you first. Who was your Who was your top corner in this year's draft? It's it's really tough. Um, listen, Stingley had probably one of the best seasons during that Joe Burrow led championship season of yeah. any corner in college football ever, uh, and he was a true freshman during that season. He fell off a little bit. Um, kind of injured so it's always difficult to get a read when they do have injuries and you know the, the guy you get a guy like this he knows he's going high in the nfl draft so he's you know if your team's not going to the national championship you're probably sitting out you know more than you would need to before um whereas sauce gardner played probably every down that i can remember yeah. for cincinnati he didn't allow a touchdown in his entire career um but you know you you get to see these all these games, you know, these scouts, but maybe they're looking at uh, Sauce Gardner in the sense that, you know, the AAC get, doesn't get as much love. It's not a, a true Power Five conference. Um, so, you know, the talent he's going against isn't as elite. Um, and they have Stingley on tape going against, you know, elite wide receivers. Alabama reloads them every year. Uh, Ole Miss is always loaded. Um so it could have just been, you know, listen, we know this guy can do this. We've we've seen it. Uh, whereas, you know, Gar- Gardner, they don't have elite elite talent besides that Georgia game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Georgia just kind of ran the ball on him all, all game long. He didn't really get to see much of what he could do um, right. against their wide receiver one. So I don't I, I personally, I would have taken either. I think both are going to be yeah. phenomenal uh, in the NFL. So. As you just saw in our graphics, Kyle and I both had Stingley as the second corner off the board. Uh, his father played in the Arena Football League and had a brief stint with the Jets back in 1999. Six foot, 190 pounds, 15 passes defended as a freshman. That's where it really shined, Brian. You were just talking about 2019, his freshman year. He had a pick at Georgia in the SEC title game. He only played three games in 2021 due to a foot injury. So I am surprised that he's the third overall pick. I think every pick has been a surprise thus far, except maybe outside of Hutchinson at number two after the um, Jaguars ultimately went 
with Trayvon Walker. But I think Stingley is one of the best pure athletes in this draft. He has good length. I think he fits best in a press man scheme, long arms, anticipates well, looks to undercut routes. So I'm very happy that Derek Stingley is a Houston Texan for them. Now, I'll stop the share here. The New York Jets are now on the clock. And uh, we have a couple of comments here. Steve says, interesting pick for the Texans. Nick D says the Jets should get Thibs. I say Thibs or Sauce would be the pick because Rob Salah, defensive-minded guy. Kyle, you and I both had, I think, Sauce going to the Jets, right? Or did you have uh, – you had Thibs? No, no, no. I had I had Sauce. I had Thibs going to the Texans, but obviously that didn't Teriyaki happen. Sauce. With with <laughs> Sauce, you got it. It's got to be Sauce here. I, yeah. I know the hype behind Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. I know what people are saying about Salah. But when you look at this Jets defense, right? Mm-hmm. As a New Yorker, I've heard this now for years. They have not had a single cover good corner since Darrell Revis, and obviously Darrell Revis sets the bar high. But when you hear a guy who's made as many starts as he has, yeah. uh, the pick is in right now for the Jets. As dominant as he is over the course of a 30-plus career, uh, games played for Cincinnati, has never let up a touchdown. I mean, that screams, you got to take it, right, for the, for the Jets? Yeah. I know they added uh, DJ Reed from the Seahawks, but I, they, they got to solidify. The Jets this past season, um, I saw a graphic about a, about a couple weeks back. The Jets, and this was just in terms of total defensive yards given up, they did a statistic all the way back to 2015. The Jets' defense this year had given up the most total yards uh, of a defense since 2015. They gave up 6,500 yards. And when you look at that defensive front, right, you know, they got some good edge rushers and C.J. Mosley. They're going to get Carl Lawson back. Uh, they have Quentin Williams in the middle. They have his brother as well, Quincy Williams, in the linebacking core. So they're not too bad up front. They're not too bad. And I know that Thibodeau might be hard to pass up on, but when you look at that secondary – that's where they keep on getting killed. So I would Absolutely. be surprised if they do not select Sauce Gardner right now. So before we bring up our next guest, uh, Fon says, throw out our mock drafts from last week. Very, <laughs> very funny. Yeah, we've been wrong 0 for 3 thus far. Deanna Karen says, happy draft day. Shout out to my girlfriend. Always very supportive in the comments section. Really appreciate it. Deanna, hope you're enjoying your night as well. I'll be doing the draft at her house tomorrow night. So that'll be interesting. Um, Chris Rossi says, Sauce, shout out. To um, Deanna's stepbrother, Chris, really appreciate it. And then Bobby says, I think the Giants take either Thibs or Sauce at five and then tackle at seven. They guarantee themselves a tackle at seven. That's pretty interesting. Um, I've heard Thibodeau's been falling. I've heard Neil's been falling. Well, both of them have fallen fallen to number four thus far. And the Jets pick is in. Steve also thinks it's Sauce. Let's bring up our next guest from the Brew Party podcast. He was the host of the Big Blue Brew Party who talks sports NFL draft live stream last year. The one, the only Andy Hopper from Champaign, Illinois, coming from work to join us. Andy, how are you tonight? Gentlemen, I sold a car right before I came here, so I'm doing Ooh. great. <laughs> it's draft you We're here. I'm so, so happy to be back. I'm so thankful to you guys for uh, allowing me to join you uh, as you are hosting this year. Last year was an absolute blast. I'm ready to see what this draft brings. You know, not as much hype around this draft as maybe there was last year. Really sick that it's in Vegas. I was just in Vegas last weekend and got to see uh, the the initial setup of the stage and everything, which was really cool. But first three picks have been 
a couple surprises. Well, one surprise with uh, Stingley Jr. going so high, but looking forward to the rest, boys. Let's go. Let's go. Kyle, I can drink on here now. (laughs) Yes, you can, Andy. All right. Jets are making their pick. Goodell's announcing it. There it is. Another cornerback. Wow. Gardner. Wow. This one, this one hurts. This one hurts. I'm, uh, it hurts, Tom. It hurts. (laughs) This, it hurts, but we're guaranteed the top offensive tackle. I get that, but Sauce Gardner to uh, wearing a Jets uniform too. Well, look at this. (laughs) You could end up with Neil and Thibodeau at five and seven. I don't hate that if you're a Giants fan. But before we talk about the Giants, let's talk about the Jets and this Sauce Gardner pick. Um, All right, we have a lot of comments coming in here. Uh, I'm trying to get to as many as I can. Um, Giants get a top offensive tackle choice. Absolutely, Chris. Marty joins from Intercept Your Lunch. Make sure to go check out the Intercept Your Lunch podcast. Stingley has a higher ceiling, and Lovey probably thinks he can get it out of him. Lovey. I agree. Rough, rough, rough. Neil is a dog. That he is. Uh, Fonz, you used to be in the uh, – we're not getting to that. I wouldn't be totally surprised if the Giants trade the seventh pick. I definitely agree. Chris is not happy about the Sauce pick to the Jets either. Uh, Sauce gone. Bobby says, come on, Giants, get me thibs. Uh, We're next now. My heart's racing, LOL. Andy, uh, Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati guy, made Notre Dame look silly in that one game this past year that pretty much kept Notre Dame as a bridesmaid in the college football playoff. And Brian, I hate you so much for making that prediction two weeks before (laughs) they were getting ready to play Wisconsin. And Brian's like, all right, Notre Dame's not losing this week. They're losing next week to the Bearcats. And I'm never going to live that one down. Sauce Gardner did not allow a single touchdown in over 1,059 coverage snaps across his college career. He only allowed 131 receiving yards in 2021. He is 6'3". 190, a junior, nine picks in three years at Cincinnati. Both the Giants and the Jets brought him in for top 30 visits, widely viewed as the best cornerback in this draft. I think maybe the Jets seeing Stingley off the board must have forced them into the Sauce Gardner pick, but I think they were going with him regardless. That's who I had going to the Jets, and that's the first pick I've gotten correct, guys. Crazy. When was the last time two cornerbacks went back in the top five? Especially I don't know if it's ever happened. Never, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like That's, secondary guys. I don't know. I mean, I know you had Akuda a couple years back. You had, obviously, Jalen Ramsey five, six years ago, but two corners in the top four? I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I don't know. We're going to have to get our historian up here in just a moment. But now the Giants are on the clock, and we'll continue to break down this sauce pick. But Hank and Dichter – is about to join us. Hank, are you ready back there? Give us a thumbs up if you are. Hank and Dick there joins the stream. Hank, the Giants are on the clock. Do you know the last time two corners have been taken this high? Because I don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't I don't even know if it's ever happened, honestly. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah. I, I mean, I really want Evan Neal here at number five, though, because now the Giants have a huge need at offensive tackle. I prefer Evan Neal. Over Ricky Aquanu, in my opinion, um, I feel like it's going to be one of them. Who do you guys think it's going to be, Andy? I'll start with you. 
I think you have to take Evan Neal here. Uh, I think he's been a guy that was talked about as going as what as high as two. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I like him a little bit better than the funny name guy. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll take Evan Neal. It's not because I can't say the other guy's name. All good. Um, Andy, I'm still mad we're not in Vegas right now. We should be. We made a promise at the end of last year's draft show, and we're not there. Um, Brian, as a Bucks fan, who do you think the pick is for the Giants? You know, I really want you to have who you want. You were talking up Neil, asking me about Neil, so I'm going to go with Neil uh, here. This is another situation where I think either is probably fine. I don't know much about your line. Um it's not very good. <laughs> That's all no you need. Boilers on the pick, please. That's I all you need Kyle. to know. I figured as much, but yeah, I think Andy had a pretty poignant <laughs> statement. Uh, this guy got up to number two. We thought maybe he would go up to number one in some of the mocks uh, with how high he was shooting up the rankings. So to have him fall, if those teams really needed the cornerbacks that badly, I think it would be a mistake to not take the guy who's been uh, slated as the overall number two prospect uh, for the last couple months. So, um, so I, I think you take Neil here probably. Half the Giants fans there have jerseys of players who are not even on the team anymore. <laughs> Dude, I was going to put on a Bears jersey, but I have Allen Robinson and Mitchell Trubisky. So <laughs> You don't have um, an old – you don't have a throwback? You don't have a, a – um, what's his name? Uh, you don't have the fridge or anything like that, Andy? No, no legends, Walter Payton? I need to. No I'm legends? I'm not even Dan Hampton. Hey, yeah. who's the pick? Oh, gosh. I'm thinking I'm, – my gut's been telling me Evan Neal for the past week or so, maybe more than that. Need to know why, man, but I have a feeling now it's going to be either him or Quanu. I kind of hope it's not a Quanu because I don't think he possesses – the traits to move over to right. Oh, no, I'd rather be yeah, I'm just saying I have a feeling it's going to be an alignment, which I've been screaming about for in the first round of the draft in years. Oh back. boy. All right. Hold on. No, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Very cool, man. Very cool. Kid is I love when, I attention. love when they do that stuff. That's so cool. He's loving it. I'd be loving it too. You're in Vegas, picking for the New York Giants, fifth overall. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, look, it's Sam. Hi, Sam. We miss you. Dude, this guy's an electric factory. Right? Absolute electric factory. Oh, wow. This kid wants to be a sports broadcaster. That's awesome. They better so bring him I, back for the number seven pick. All right. Heart yeah. rate. Check pulse. Get ready for another all-time screenshot, depending on how this goes. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. all right, let's go, baby. All right, I'll take let's that. Go. Yes. Okay. We made we, we made a tackle. good pick. Let's I can stand that. behind this. I, I will stand behind this. That. I can get behind this pick, man. Stand for Jonah. Give us. I'm good with that. We're all here for Tom's reaction. Hey, yeah. Sam. 
Oh, man, I, I, miss, I miss Sam so much. Sam was on our show last year. It was me, Hank, Andy, and Sam holding down the fort. Brian was on it as well. Uh, Bobby says, let's go. It's Thibs. Kayvon Thibodeau is a New York football giant. Look Holy hell. Let's go. Look at that suit. Let's go. I, I, I hope people are screenshotting our reactions right now because, quite frankly – Oh wow! Next LT Bobby, that might be a little Easy. bit too soon there. I mean, we, I, I just talked about Evan Neal. I'm not like, even calling him the next Brahan yet. I just talked about Evan Neal going as high as two in mock drafts. Kayvon Thibodeau months ago or a year ago was so, supposed to be the number one overall pick in this draft. I know, and that's why I couldn't be more psyched. I was thinking yeah. you guys kept. I was thinking about it a little bit when you guys kept on saying offensive lineman. I'm saying to myself, the offensive Obviously, lineman would be great. Kayvon would be but, like number seven. Hank. But if if if, Hank, if if Thibodeau is still there at six, the, does Carolina take him? Did the Giants even fall two seven with Thibodeau? So I'm actually kind of happy they took him at five because this still means they'll still have one of the cream of the crop offensive linemen. It might not be Neil, mm-hmm. but they're still going to have one of the cream of the crop offensive linemen. Whereas if they didn't take Thibodeau, it might have been too intriguing for Carolina to pass up on because they've been taking a lot of defensive players these last couple of years between taking a Brian Burns, who they just extended. They just took a J.C. Horn, I believe, last year. They're looking to beef up that defense. So I'm really happy that they just made this move. And, and Thibodeau's excited. He's psyched. He's headed to New York right now. He's pumped. Oh, I love it, baby. I love it. The last time the Giants took a defensive player with their first pick in the draft was Eli Apple in 2016. Tom, why are you speaking that bad voodoo on this draft right now? I'm just saying. And Dexter Lawrence doesn't count. James, what the hell, man? You're late. Well, I'm late. Kyle, uh, Tom's off the show. You got to run the show now after that comment. <laughs> I do. Look, I'm sorry, but Joe Shane went to Oregon to see Thibodeau. They didn't just send Shane. They sent the full bus of five evaluators. The Lions sent seven. The Seahawks went seven. This guy was a prized, coveted player. Um the, the media asked, can Kayvon Thibodeau handle not having a sack for five games? Well, he's trying to prove that he can handle that. New York media ran a 4.5840. He opted out of the bowl game. Thibodeau, he's going to need to get comfortable in the two-point stance at the next level. I think he has enough power to work against guards sparingly. And one thing I love about this guy, he's a plus run defender who punches above the waist at the point of attack, which is something you need. And his array of pass rushing moves tells you this guy – is the whole package. Brian, nine sacks in 2020, seven in 2021. What do you think of this pick? I know you've been a little quiet back there. Yeah, I'm actually don't want to make too much of a comment because the last time I commented (laughs) on a player who kind of sat out a little bit uh, last year was Jamar Chase. Uh, and I said I'm, I might skip on him because he went and, you know, was training with a bunch of high school quarterbacks. Uh, and then he goes and has absolute bomb season with, uh, Joe Burrow, so um, I don't want to put any bad juju on this, um, but I think Kyle had it spot on. I, I think the back-to-back cornerback picks was an absolute godsend for you guys because now you take Thibodeau here at five, uh, who I think Carolina, if he had been available, Carolina is probably thinking about taking him there, so you guys take him here. They Carolina can only pick uh, one O-line guy, so yeah, you don't get your personal pick if they take the guy you want, but uh, either Neil or Equona is going to be sitting there or cross uh, if you guys want him. So, you know, Carolina can't scoop up all three of those guys and they're just sitting there on a platter for you guys for pick seven. And what absolutely. this pick and what this pick also does, which, which I absolutely love about it is that 
you know, in watching Leonard Williams closely, not only with the Giants, but in his career with the New York Jets, the best seasons in which he had, forget about even with the Giants, was with the Jets when Muhammad Wilkerson was on the opposite side of him. Mm-hmm. That's when he was able to get to the quarterback at its most. And that's something the Giants have been missing desperately is that other edge rusher, that other pass rusher to help get to the quarterback. So this pick is not only going to be great for the Giants in getting a young stub, but it's going to help Leonard Williams get back to that season that he had just a year ago, hopefully re-eclipsed, I believe, 11 and a half to almost 12 sacks. So this is going to be – this is a great all-around move for that line right here. Steve Ellis, hell no. Deanna, I am uh, – let's go after Kyle Hamilton. Interesting. Well, we'll talk about that. Pick number seven is up. But first, uh, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers, guys, a team that is led by Matt Rule. They could use a quarterback. They could use offensive line help. What are we thinking here? I mean, I think there's a chance they go Icky Aquanu. I think everything I've seen has has said O line. So, but a lot of people, you, you say that a lot of people have them taking Charles Cross here. So, um, that, that'll be interesting to see which, which they go with here. I, I think that when I see Cross going to the Panthers, it's because of the fact that all the other offensive line was taken in front of him. But this an offensive lineman is yet to be taken here at six. Right. And I think that what's become intriguing, because the only offensive lineman stock that's been rising this offseason has been a Kwanwu. He's the one that's really he solidified himself. There was there was arguments to be made that he would be the third overall selection. And even at some points in time, there was an argument for maybe about a week or so that he would even be the first overall selection. And so I, I think that this could be the guy here for the Carolina Panthers in this NFL draft. You know, I know that Neil is there, and I don't know what the slander is. I don't know what the reason is, but for whatever it is, he's the one that keeps on falling. So I don't think it's going to be him. And then Cross, I think, becomes the odd man out. And, I, I, Brian, I would agree with you if other offensive line were taken, but being that Carolina has its cream of the crop choice right here, I think they take a Kwanwu here. I agree. I think it is a Kwanwu. They could use a left tackle. And there are some medical concerns about Evan Neal. Um, Mel has Icky as the best available player. Um, they do have – trying to think of who they even have on their offensive line. Really nobody good. They, they lost Darrell Williams a year or two. Shout out to Vinny Milani, by the way. Stack City podcaster live as well. Those are awesome dudes. Did a reaction they, video for them. They just added uh, – Bradley Bozeman in the interior at the center. I know they got Taylor Martin. Um, so Icky, I mean, Icky could become, I mean, I get it, it's a rookie. He's never played it down in the NFL, but that could be instantly their best offensive lineman potentially. I don't know their guard situation, but that could potentially be their best offensive lineman if they, if he is drafted. I would love for, if it's quarterback for them right now, because that would leave us with a pick of three, but they're showing Malik Willis right now. They showed Pickett earlier, too, at the beginning of it. I think he's a dark horse for this. Interesting. Could this be the? Could this be a quarterback pick? I think in my mock, I had Kenny Pickett to the Carolina Panthers. So did I. So did I. 21. It's funny. We're talking about linemen, but we all <laughs> picked quarterbacks. The issue is I don't think anybody saw all three linemen getting past the first five, first five picks. Do you agree with that? And, and that's why I think that it's going to be an offensive lineman. I think that if it wasn't for the offensive lineman falling the way that they did, because, Tom, I know that at least in our mock drafts that we created, yeah. we had two of them already taken off the board by the time the Panthers got to this pick. So I, that's why I at least had Kenny Pickett. But now that they have all three left on the board, yeah, I think they go offensive lineman here. I'm pretty sure they don't pick again until like 100-something. 
Oh, yeah, fourth, fourth round, I think. So is next? Are they trading for Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Shout out Sean Militello. Let's go, Pellies. Icky. There you go. So. There you go. Evan Neal to seven, boys. Evan Neal to oh, seven. Oh, Icky Iquanu, let's break this prospect down now. This is how I feel about Icky. 6'4", 320 junior, and here's why I think he's the right pick for the Carolina Panthers. They're in dire need of a left tackle. Icky only played one snap at right tackle his entire college career. Stated early back in March, he wouldn't be shocked if he went number one overall. Now he's the first offensive tackle off the board. 4.93, 40-yard, 29 vertical jump. He's a long-limbed athlete. This is the fastest O-line group ever at the NFL scouting combine. Mentioned that he just loves to dominate people. Very aggressive. Needs to put his aggression a little bit more under control, but he's an excellent locker room guy. I think out of all the tackles, he has the highest ceiling, but he also has the highest floor. This is a high-risk, high-reward type of player uh, due to, I think, his inconsistent hand placement and his vulnerable pass protection. What do you guys think about that? I mean, you just can't have inconsistent hand placement. I mean, you just you just hit it on the head, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't mean to take the words out of everybody's mouth. But I think everyone's just locked in because the Giants are back it's, on the clock. I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I don't think I've been this excited about the Giants draft in a long time. Well, hey. I don't think we're trading back. I think we're no, going we're with Neil. We're letting That's that seven. clock run right now. I'm yeah. just I'm intrigued. To, I mean, listen. We keep on saying, Tom, you said it before when we started talking about the offensive linemen. We keep on talking about offensive linemen over the quarterback for Carolina. You know, somebody brought up in the comment section, it very well could be a Kyle Hamilton because that secondary is still a problem. And, and, you know, when we talk about maybe best overall value type player, again, people question his tackling ability. But in that secondary for the Giants, he'd be an immediate fit, an immediate starter, and really, a, you know, a desperate fill-in spot especially because at least when it comes to the secondary in this year's class, it's not as deep as in other years, especially being that, you know, with the Jets taking sauce and, and, the, uh, and the Texans taking Stingley, I've seen some rumors that the Giants really like Stingley at well, as well at seven. I don't think anybody projected him to go this high. So it kind of forces them into a corner where you look at it and say to yourself, you wind up getting that second round, how many solid corners and safeties do we got left on the board to choose right. from? So Kyle Hamilton could very well be the guy here as well, but I don't know. It's tough. It's a, to- it's a toss-up for real, though. Kyle, what if they go uh, after a quarterback here? Oh, my God. If, James, <laughs> if, they go, if they go a quarterback here, I'm running around the room. I want it so bad. For Tom, ain't, Tom ain't coming back to the show for well, the rest Andy, of the night. Andy, this, is, this was supposed to be your pick. Yeah, I know. It's congratulations, gentlemen. <laughs> also, <laughs> thank you. Last year – when the Giants made their first-round pick, pick this <laughs> was the reaction from the people on the podium. I'm going to pull it up right now. I think you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this I was the long hair. Holy to oh. the Kadarius Tony pick. Andy Hopper looks like he's 10 deep. <laughs> Sam is besides herself. Andy, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Uh, currently, I've got Bushmills uh, Black 
and Coke in the good old Portillo's cup uh, in classic <laughs> Chicago fashion. I crushed a couple dogs before the stream. Nice. Uh, and then when I finish this, I've got some Tito's and uh, Arnie Palmies. I like to call that a John Daly, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, well, we're, we're getting it going. I only had one uh, beer left, and I didn't want to take too much time on my way home from work, so we're improvising tonight. So I might look like that picture here soon. <laughs> Love it. Funny enough, I just had a half and a half uh, twisted tea. Nice. So, okay, let, let me ask you, Giants fans, this: We're all, are you all in agreement? Evan Neal here. Does somebody yes. have something yes. different? Evan Neal. Evan Neal has got to be the pick. I don't He's have anything different. I'll play devil's advocate. Oh, they God. go safety. You think they go Kyle Hamilton? I just. It's you know, and you know what it feels like. And, and Tom James, maybe you'll argue against this. If it's Neil here, have we the last? I don't even know how many years have we ever had a smoother first round. If you get Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, well, it's going to be Evan Neal because if it's not, ninety nine percent of the fan base is about to flip. <laughs> LPG's there, so he just had a Neil banner. Here's uh, there it Goodell. is. Yes! Let's go, baby! Let's go! Let's go! Yes! Let's go! Ron, thank you, Andy Hopper. Isn't it? Isn't it incredible? <laughs> Let's go! You get like a competent person running your football team. Like how good it feels. To Things have, feel like, better like, now. Draft like somewhat well. I feel I mean, better. The, our night, our night's over. We're good. We got the a great pass rusher to go alongside Leonard Williams. We got a great offensive line. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, give it an A. Give it I an got, A. I predicted Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau in my Giants mock draft on the Big Blue Avenue YouTube channel two days ago, but in reverse order. At Neal at five and Thibodeau at seven. But we got both two for two in Giants picks. I'm You're so sure. happy with Evan Neal. Do you think so this happy. is? Do you think this is the least amount of effort your draft team has ever had to put into draft night? Absolutely not. <laughs> Joe Shane, Joe Shane is, is kicked back in in a recliner right now. Got his feet up and saying, "Man, I don't get why DG messed this up for four years straight." Because <laughs> this was pretty Neal, easy. Evan Neal played over 700 snaps at right tackle in college. He never missed a practice or a snap at Alabama. The number one ranked OT heading into the draft. He's compared to Tyron Smith. You put a Georgia Bulldog across from an Alabama Crimson Tide. Our two cornerstone tackles are in place for the next decade. And Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, I'm so excited. He's only given up three sacks in the last three years. In 2019, he started out as a left guard, played 666 snaps there, 546 snaps at right tackle in 2020. This past year, played all 835 of his snaps at left tackle. Now, he did not run a 40-yard dash at his pro day, but only allowed 36 pressures and five sacks on 1,496 pass-blocking snaps throughout his entire college career. So I'm very happy with this pick. Evan Neal, the six foot seven. 337-pound mammoth heads to Big Blue. Can I just say, if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Saquon <laughs> finally is got a good run. You, you finally have a good offensive line. Can clear some holes for him. 
Hank, this is huge in his contract year. Hank Barkley Hank. needs to do a lot more than have that old line clear holes for him. I can tell you that. Oh, one. no, but you're, you're also right. But the turf tears his other It's ACL. a start <laughs> the rest of the year. Andy, let me hey, enjoy the moment, man. Out. Don't ruin it. <laughs> let me enjoy the moment. Dude, I can't get this stupid grin off my face. I'm Andy so excited. Andy Hopper. Andy yeah. Hopper. Andy, I want to thank yeah. you. Evan Neal, courtesy of the Chicago yeah, I Bears. I appreciate it, man. I, I pull I a lot of strings. It. I like to make my guys happy. I, I take James, care of my boys, okay? Yes. James, if, if, if you want, I'll let you hop backstage again. All right. Uh, you want to uh, make sure everything's under control, I'll but sure appreciate you control. hopping on for these two Giants picks. I really do appreciate no it. Um, I'll reappear at different times. <laughs> let's rip through the comments before we preview the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Sean says, good pick. That is still hilarious. Referring to the picture of Tony, it better be Neil. Hi, I'm happy. Love you guys. You are all rock stars. Sam, we love you too. The Girl Who Talks Sports podcast, member of Review and Preview Sports. Good friends with all of us here tonight in the draft stream. Let's go, Big Blue. Hank's mom, Jamie Comstock, says you guys are great. Big night, Hank. Thank you, mom, for tuning in. (laughs) Biggest fan. Always appreciate your comments. I'm so happy right now. Chris Rossi, let's go. You're right. So happy for Neil. Uh, He's talking undefeated season. I don't know about that. No, man. no, 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 no. The, don't. The, the <laughs> At least on paper. At least first. on paper for now. Put your nuts on the table. Come this on. This is an A plus <laughs> night for the Giants. We could just sit back really and relax. Confident. <laughs> Great first round picks. Good work by the GM and coach. Says Joe Antonello. Thank you so much, Joe, for the comment. Really appreciate it. We'll be covering all of round one. And round two tomorrow when the Giants make their three selections um, in round, rounds two and three. That is Deanna Karen says, go big blue man. She is such a great supporter. Loves her New York football Giants. Right, Deanna? We all know. Um, let's talk Atlanta Falcons. So I, I'm bummed Noah Dyler couldn't be on tonight, but I know he's putting in some hard work there down in Georgia studying for finals and everything. We hope to have him on tomorrow night, and um, the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan got traded to the Indianapolis Colts. They could use a quarterback here. The pick is already in. Um, Mariota is there. They lost their wide receivers. Uh, Calvin Ridley got suspended for the entire 2022 season. Their defense is atrocious. It still is. What are we thinking, boys? I'm sticking with it, Tom. Drake London here. He's the best receiver in this class. I don't care about speed. I care about size. Jameson Williams. <laughs> Kyle, you knew that before you said it. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Be gone. Sayonara. Uh, it's about the motion of the ocean, Kyle. Listen, Tom, you can attest to this, though. I was the only one. <laughs> I was telling Noah this. I was telling you guys this last week. The last couple drafts, everybody's been going for speed at receiver. If you have a 6'5", 220-pound former basketball player, elite athlete with huge hands, may not be the fastest guy, may not be the best route runner, but you have the ability to get that guy in a mismatch opportunity with every DB on the field, you take that 100% of the time. They don't build guys like this. They don't. I put Garrett about huge hands. 
as the best someone part is that Garrett Wilson is his number one receiver. That's because I thought that he was going to get taken by Atlanta. But Drake London, he, you know he's been my guy. I told Noah that, Drake London, when everybody was saying Garrett Wilson. I told you guys that last week on my mock. That's my guy. That's my. I think he's the best receiver in this class. I think that if it wasn't for the foot injury, he would be the bona fide number one wide receiver on this mock board. It wouldn't even be a question. I think a lot of people got scared when he broke his ankle in that game against Arizona back in October of last year. But you have an opportunity to get a 6'5", 220-pound receiver. You take that. With athleticism the way he does, you take that 100% of the time over speed. As someone whose team took Mike Evans in the past, who a lot of people are comparing this guy to, um, yeah, I disagree with pretty much everything Cal just said. Everyone has seen what Mike Evans has done with that size. Um, it's going to depend a lot on what they do in the quarterback situation, obviously. Um, but they had the whole cream of the crop to pick from. And I, I mean, it's a great pick. I, I personally don't think he's the most talented of the group. I think that's still Jameson Williams. But he did, he's he got a, a great, really high ceiling. He's very strong. Um, they're probably going to need to put maybe another 10 or so pounds on him uh, when he gets to the NFL. But yeah, that length... Um, I don't know if I don't know. I'll ask you guys because I'm probably a little bit biased. Um, is the ceiling as high as Mike Evans? I'm personally, I would say no. I don't think so. Seahawks on clock, Kyle. Sorry, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 2021 20, 20, Pac 12 offensive player of the year, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. Everyone was scared of him because of the fractured right ankle. I mean, let but, me. Let me, yeah. If it's, is he, do we expect Drake London to go for a thousand yards for the first, what, eight to 10 years of his career, like Mike Evans has? Like Mike Evans has? No, no chance. Yeah. I think that answers the question. But I mean, I do like what Kyle says, kind of, you know, zigging while everyone's uh, zagging as far as going for a, a big receiver over uh, a speed guy. I personally think that's what the direction the bears need to go uh, with their second round pick. Uh, I mean, you, you, I I like a mix of that. You, you know, you have your slot guys, have your, your smaller speed, your guys, but at the end of the day, like it reds, like the red zone opportunities that, that this guy's going to have being six, four, where you can just kind of, you throw the ball up and you tell him to go get it. Uh, There definitely is something to be said about those big, beefy tall receivers especially in a situation right now where atlanta doesn't know who their quarterback is uh, a 50 50 ball monster athlete is what they need they don't need a guy that could throw the ball 50 yards a dime down the field they don't need that they need a guy that could make every db have a nightmare for 60 straight minutes on the football field yeah yeah i mean a uh, good point and pairing him with uh kyle Kyle pitts Pitts as well yeah that becomes a monster monster depth chart of uh, obviously tight end there in Kyle Pitts, but receiving core. I mean, Kyle Pitts, what, 68 receptions for a thousand plus yards last year I, on a team that, you know, definitely wasn't that great, but they bring in Marcus Mariota. Who knows if they go after uh, a quarterback later in this draft, but uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how, how this guy fits in with, with Pitts and then what other weapons they decide to, you know, surround him with. Obviously, obviously Cordell Patterson's still there, and we know they like to use him in the backfield. They, they could use him pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just really interesting offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. We'll see what happens. Hopefully Zacchaeus is not their number two. 
heading into 2022. <laughs> you see what I did there? So where where does Seattle go? Is this a quarterback? Is this the first quarterback taken? I think it's Cross, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Best offensive lineman left. Uh, Dwayne Brown is 36 years old. He's not even with the team anymore. They need to replace that cornerstone left tackle, especially if they truly believe that Drew Locke is the guy, even though I think that that could potentially be smoke. I know we talked about smoke earlier with Hutchinson and Walker, and there was fire there. And I think there's fire there as well when Seattle says that Drew Locke is their guy. So in order to protect him, give him the best situation possible, they need to get him a cornerstone left tackle, and I think that's cross. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Charles Cross is the best pass-protecting tackle in this draft in my book. Uh, Brian, where do you see the Seahawks going here, besides from the stands? <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with pretty much the uh, everyone else in the house. It's I think Cross is their go-to right here. Malik Willis, book it. Andy thinks it's Malik Willis. I'm not so high on Malik Willis. Let's go to my quarterback board for the 2022 NFL draft and drop some jaws. So here are my top five quarterbacks. Number one overall. (laughs) What's that? Jack Cohn? Yeah, I said Jack Cohn, number one overall. Oh, absolutely. Well, here are my top five quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. Five. Oh, wow. You're really not high on Malik Willis. You weren't kidding. Nope. I like it, Tom. Nope. Uh, only because he played at Liberty. Um, you know, there, there's both. Sorry. I don't know why I just lost my screen there. I'm higher on Corral and Pickett because of the seasons they had. I think without the injury, Corral is obviously the number one quarterback. And Ritter was good against fierce competition. Willis looked shaky in some games. He got sacked 50 times this year, guys. I, I get it. Liberty's offensive line is not great. He choked the game away. It was against Louisville or Syracuse. He looked awful. I know Andy gave me some shade about that the next week on From the Stands. But I wouldn't be shocked if it's Willis here. They could use a quarterback. I just think Cross is a better fit. By the way, guys, I got a fun fact for you one way or another. Trade, 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 trade. Holy! Sh- oh no! Wait! No! No! That's the Russell Wilson trade. Sorry. Oh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we cut that later? Can we mark that? What are we? We're in an hour and ten. Oh, we are absolutely begging for a trade right now. Kyle's like, we're going to see so many trades tonight. Nine picks in. There's been the. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see once we start getting to around the Saints move or something like that. You're gonna see somebody because Andy's been talking about it too. Malik Willis. I, I know you're talking about that for Seattle. If they don't take him here. Teams are going to be jumping up because it's much easier to trade into the teens than it is into the um, top ten. Yeah, I think you're going to start seeing some picks move around. Because once By the, the, way, guys, well, once the back, first quarterback back. goes, it's it's just going to be they're they're going to start trading up. I guarantee it. Let's yeah. get to Hank's fun fact here. Oh no, it's coming eventually. I'm I'm waiting for the pick to tell you what that fun fact is going to be. Oh, leave me in suspense, Hank. Jesus, I know that was that was the point. <laughs> Charles Cross, it is. Offensive tackle. Okay, actually, I've got a twofer for this fun fact. (laughs) So, first of all, the first fun fact, the last player to be taken from Liberty in the first round was Jeff Green. No, it was Eric Green from the Steelers, 1990. Second fun fact I've got for you, Seattle remains only one of three teams to have not taken a quarterback in the first round in the 21st century. 
Wow. That's insane. Let's see if you can guess the other two. That have not taken a quarterback in the first I'm round of the 20s? Try. Um, I'm not even going to try. Where's the, your the, fun at, uh, Hank, the, the Saints. I don't have one. <laughs> the Saints is one of them. The Saints that's, a, that's a good call, yeah. Uh, Saints the Saints fun. and the – oh, Patriots. Oh, wait, no, they just took back. Nope, uh, I forget about that. I'm, that was stupid. Recall that. Recall that one. Reverse Pittsburgh. That. Nope. Big Ben. Um, <laughs> you said in the 20, um, 21st century? Yep. Uh, um, wow. Uh, oh, Dallas Cowboys. Correct. Yeah, baby. Love it. Last quarterback well that in the first round is Troy Aikman. So there's Seattle's new left tackle, Charles Cross. Got some stats on him there. Um, 12 games at left tackle in 2021. First team all SEC. I mean, Brian, Andy, we know how stacked the SEC is. There's a lot of good tackles in that conference. You got Evan Neal. You got a bunch of others. And for Charles Cross to be on the first team is pretty darn impressive. And he was pretty quick on his pro day. He ran under five. So shout out Charles Cross. Not only are there a lot of good tackles, there are a lot of great edge rushers and interior defensive linemen that he's got to go up against uh, as well. So arguably the best pass blocking OT that's, that's saying a lot. Um, so, I mean, great pick for Seattle here. And I think now it just becomes a, a question of who's he going to be blocking for uh, does Seattle make a move for Baker Mayfield at some point in this off season, or are they just rolling the dice with drew luck? Um, you know, drew, great at drew luck. Drew Lock, yeah, Drew Lock, whatever. <laughs> Deep. Uh, <laughs> uh, great at lip syncing. I don't know if he's a great quarterback though. Yeah. Yeah. Let's true. keep in mind though on that SEC comment, Mississippi State is in the West, so they go up against the big dogs. They got Alabama on that side, Auburn, obviously uh, Ole Miss. So they they got some talent in that side of the SEC. So it's not you know some of the weak boys that we see Georgia yeah. and Florida go up against sometimes. <laughs> I just love this pick so much for the Seahawks. You have no idea. It's a good pick. Yeah. It's no, a nice cornerstone piece for them. I now feel they like they didn't, figure out everything else. They didn't have a first round pick last year. I feel like they didn't have one the year before. Oh, they might've picked Jordan Brooks or something. Yeah. I remember that. And then they picked Rashad Penny the year before, if you remember that. Yep. Something like that. Oh, where so, the Jets are back on the clock. Their second pick, New York holding four of the first ten picks in this year's draft. The pick is in. They just took Sauce Gardner before on the defensive end of the ball. I'm going with Garrett Wilson here, wide receiver out of Ohio State to the I New want, York Jets. I want some chaos. I want to hear a trade is announced. And they ended up with Debo Samuel somehow. Um, that, offer, that, that reported offer for him was insane. It's Yeah. yeah. The the deal apparently is not dead, so I mean, I think it'd be very very small percent chance that that's what they're about to announce. But I mean, if you're the Jets and you can land Debo, I mean, I think you got to do that, right? Over Wilson or Jameson Williams or whoever they want. I don't I don't know. I I really don't know. I thought about that. I've been talking a lot as a New Yorker. I've been talking to a lot of people about that and what they feel. And the biggest thing is this, what they bring up about Debo, where the exception is made because others compare like a Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams. It becomes the versatility that people are afraid of him to pay him the big time money. Is that mm-hmm. you're either going to run him into the ground, throwing the ball to him a million times a game, 
combine that with the fact they're always going to hand the ball off to him 20-plus times a game because the Jets don't have – I like Michael Carter, but they don't have a solidified number one running back, and that would immediately be Debo Samuel. And that's part of the reason why I kind of agree with Jets fans and being hesitant to trade away a 10th overall selection for a pure uh, pass catcher like a Garrett Wilson or if it is a Jameson Williams. That's, you know, Debo Samuel is a hell of a player, and I don't think he's going to be with the 49ers. Whatever team that's going to add him is, is going to have a great star. But when you see the likes of Devontae Adams getting 20-something mil, you see Tyreek Hill getting 30, then you think about what a contract for Debo would be, especially because he's a running back receiver as well. That scares me in terms of running somebody into the crowd. There it is. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver out of Ohio State, heads to New York. What do we think? I think, in my opinion, this was the best wide receiver in this draft. I mean, we saw what this guy did at Ohio State for three, four years. It just seemed like every week you were hearing about a long touchdown from Garrett Wilson or some type of big play. Uh, that he made. And and I love this pick for the Jets as well. They need somebody else for Wilson to throw to. I thought Elijah Moore was a great pick for them last year. Um, Obviously, if we we were just talking about this potential, the the trade rumors, the potential offer. uh, I mean, anytime you can add an an elite athlete like Debo Samuel, personally, I I pull the trigger on that deal. But I mean, I don't want to take away anything from what from Garrett Wilson. I think he has potential to be a star receiver in this league. I think this is a great pick for the Jets. Yeah. Debo is a great player, but you, uh, you guys see the comparison they're putting up on the board with Garrett Wilson, right? Lynn Swan, just yep. on yeah. athletic ability, catch ability. I mean, I, I don't think you pass up on that. I know I was talking about the giants having a perfect mm-hmm. draft. The jets, they, they've also designated themselves with an A grade right here. You get sauce Gardner. I think the best corner in the draft shutdown hasn't even given a touchdown entire collegiate career. And now you get arguably the number one receiver in this year's draft with comparisons to one of the greatest of all time. I mean, that's if you're the Jets, this is this is a great night to be a Jets fan for sure. It's also, it's also a cap thing. You you have mm-hmm. what five yeah. years of control on Garrett Wilson, and right. as opposed to acquiring a Debo Samuel and probably re-signing him to some crazy contract. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to Brian's thoughts here because I know Brian's going to hop off in a few. Um, Brian, in Garrett Wilson's last three college games, we covered this, over 370 receiving yards and six touchdowns. 12 touchdowns this year, second-team All-American, 11 starts. Very polished player, and his yak is insane. Consistent separation with good hands as well, winning those 50-50 balls. Um, Five touchdowns as a true freshman, too. What are your thoughts on Garrett Wilson heading to the New York Jets? Can he change the dynamic of this offense and help out Zach Wilson? Well, I don't know if any one person can change the dynamic of, you know, a team like the Jets. But, yeah, I think it's a, a great pick. He, he's great on, you know, vertical routes, anything short. He's been boys, you know, we, fantastic. We have a trade. We have a trade. Oh, boy. The Saints are now at pick 11. Brian, sorry, continue. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. There's Pickett. <sighs> Brian, continue. I apologize. Uh, going in my eye. Yeah, don't remember where I was, but yeah, I mean, he's we've seen him break tackles left and right when he was at Ohio State. So, you know, that's a fantastic skill set to have. If you can't get Debo, I mean, I agree with everyone, you know, saying that the cap space is, you know, probably better to have than go after someone uh, like Debo, Debo, even though he's proven. Um, But yeah, you grow this kid into your own Debo. 
Uh, and yeah, <laughs> like like you guys said, I the Jets have well, fans at least have to be happy with this. By the I way, agree. I got another fun fact for you guys. Let's go. Let's see if you know this. Let's see if you guys know this one. Do you know who the last wide receiver the Jets took in the first round was? Uh, in the first round? Was it? Is it all the way back to Keyshawn or no? Keyshawn's a great guess. That was the second to last. Keyshawn was a great guess, though. Um, I couldn't even tell you, man. Santana Moss. Ooh. Okay. Santana a while Moss. back. 2009. Keyshawn was a great guest, though, though. I'll give you that. That's a long time ago. Wow. I can't really think of too many wide receivers they've taken in the first round. Keyshawn, Santana Moss, Al Toon in 85, and the only other one I can think of off the top of my head is the infamous Johnny Lamb Jones. <laughs> the yeah. historian, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Hank and Victor. Oh, gosh. Uh, Brian, we'll have you stick around for this pick, and then we'll let you off since there was a trade. Um, you know, you predicted a pick ago that we need a trade and we get one a pick later. Again, ladies and gentlemen, Brian McArdle of From the Stand Sports predicting the future. Uh, uh, it, it was off. You can't give me that one, Tom. I just uh, we need to spice it up. We need some early trades going on, you know? We need something. Do you think Washington wanted Wilson or London and the fact that they were both off the board, similar to what happened with the Giants last year? Uh, you know, Devontae Smith goes off the board and they trade back. Be. Now, did Washington trade back to 16 or 18? So, so this, is, this is why Washington just did what they did. So they, they kind of fleeced the Saints right here. They got 16 from the Saints. They got 98 from the Saints, and they got 120 for the Saints just for the 11th overall pick. So this is the second year in a row somebody has traded up to the number 11 overall pick. Last year it was Andy Chicago Bears who selected quarterback Justin Fields. At this time, let's get to Kyle Russo's top quarterbacks. And um, I'll pull up the graphic here momentarily once I get a hold of it. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm not shocked that no quarterback's gone off the board yet, guys. No, we were told this That's, was going to be a historically weak class, and I figured it would take a while. And I'm, not, I'm actually looking up when the last draft for a quarterback to fall so late was. I'm not quite sure what I'm expecting here from the Saints because I feel like, I, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's There's good QBs available, but it's in perspective compared to previous years, it's still weak. So I don't know. I feel like you could wait and probably get Willis or Pickett unless they really, 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 really mm-hmm. want one or the other and they're scared of a team sneaking in there. But, I mean, I don't think it can be a QB because you could. I feel like they could wait and what were there, 16 previously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they could have waited another five picks and got their guy. So, I, well, Here's the anti-QB argument for the Saints. I know I just said quarterback, 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 but they do have <laughs> – Jameis Winston, they do. They did sign nice guy Andy Dalton uh, this off season as well. So I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, I don't. Is Ian Book still on the roster too, Tom? Uh, yeah, he is. He so is. The, uh, this could be a receiver. Oh, yeah, this I was could, gonna. This could be. This could be a Chris Olave. This could be a Jameson Williams. Let's go Traylon Burks. I don't. I'm know. intrigued now. I'm. I'm listening to you, Andy. You might be right here. 
I was going to say that's that was going to be a hot take that I was just going to say because, you know, everybody's saying about, oh, now dropping top 10 quarterbacks got to be the pick, right? There's no teams outside of the Saints that really desperately need a quarterback to make that trade up. But you know what just happened with Garrett Wilson coming off the board? The receiving market is getting thinner and thinner. So they might look to trade up to get their guy. Well, look who's fallen out of the top 10. My guy, Kyle Hamilton. This is the second year in a row a Notre Dame player has fallen in the first round. The top Notre Dame prospect last year, JOK, fell to number 47. No way they just traded up for a safety. It's got to be receiver. It, It has to be. It has to be. Yeah, something interesting. I was watching pre-show. Um, I can't remember which analyst it was, but it, in his eyes, he thought that potentially we would see a record for most wide receivers taken in the first round, which I thought was ridiculous at the time. But yeah, if you know London being gone and then Garrett Wilson being gone right after scared some teams, you know maybe he's right. Tony Gonzalez. Um, what is Brian? What is the record for most receivers taken in the first round? Uh, he's he said seven, so I, I guess the record was six pre- previously, and he was expecting seven. You know what draft that was, or no? I'm um, trying to think. I can't remember what he said. Okay. Uh, 2004 actually was the draft. So Austin Eckler is there. That looks like looks like Derwin James Senior next to him. Oh, never I mean, mind. Totally it off. can't be a QB, right? It's got to be like Olave. There, there would be no reason to trade up for a QB because all the teams that needed one in the Seahawks, yeah, the Falcons so and the Panthers well, yeah, all and passed the, up on a quarterback. And, and it's, the, it can't be Hamilton because he uh, – did they really need Hamilton? I would just be shocked if they traded all the way up for a safety. I would yeah, be shocked. It's, I can't say that. Would this – Weren't the Saints like trying to get Tyron Matthew this offseason? I mean, yeah, but he's still a free Honestly. agent. They could wait till after the draft to get right. him if they wanted to. Uh, Brian, you asked about most receivers taking the first round. That was 2004. Okay. With seven. And we were, was, we, were, okay. we were speaking about Debo before. I just got a tweet about Debo, actually. So. The Jets actually rejected a trade from the 49ers involving Debo Samuel for that 10th overall selection before the Jets took Garrett Wilson. So the 49ers actually called them back. I was like, let's try to get something done. But the Jets rejected the offer. So Mm -hmm. listen, a lot riding on that Garrett Wilson pick as well. But that's a huge monumental move. Because again, the, the weight taken off Zach Wilson's shoulders. What I will say is this. I know I made the argument against Debo Samuel. The weight taken off his shoulders if Debo Samuel was there would have been tremendous. Absolutely. Um, What's happening? Folks, keep the comments coming. Really appreciate it. Um, It's crazy. So far, out of the top ten picks, we saw two edge rushers, two corners, an edge. All five of the top five picks were defensive guys, not a single offensive guy in the first five picks. Last year, it was all five offensive guys taken. There it is. What do I like you think? It. Like it. Brian, I'll I- get your thoughts 
first because I know you have to run. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think anything else. The second they announced trade and it was the Saints, I don't think anything else made sense there. So back to they back. kind of showed their hand, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, they got their guy. I, I, it's a great pick. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess they just thought that the 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 ceiling for the few guys that would you know we would call I guess elite choices that are available is getting too thin, and they thought they had to make a move there. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what they say uh, after the draft about it. Um, what what management says? So Kyle had Olave as receiver number four. I had him as receiver number two according to my graphic just going to share my screen so that there's visual proof you know nowadays everybody wants to see everything visually there it is i had the two ohio state guys first and that's probably from the amount of imprint brian and andy have shoved down my throat on the show this past year another trade fellas detroit lions now have the vikings pick oh boy and the pick is in and the pick is in what is going on i love it (laughs) This is God why I love the draft. Ryan, this is all your fault. No, okay. they, they, they can't go quarterback. Are they? You, you want a be. hot take? It has yeah. to be another receiver. Yeah, it has to be. They just Dude, saw they're it. flying off the boards now. And they, yeah. Jamison Williams? It's got to be, right? Well, hey, hey, can you do a little research for us? I don't remember a time where I've ever seen, or maybe I could be mistaken, four receivers taken in the top 12. This is, this is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, Brian, uh, any, uh... Oh, no, not 2004. Torrey Holt was 13th, and they had two in the top 12. Brian, I guess we're going to have you stick around for number 12 since there was another trade. <laughs> then we're going to let you go, and then we'll bring you back right before number 27 when your Bucks pick. All right. Um, Bucks. But Andy I'm... Hopper, what are you thinking here? I don't... No, oh, I, never I, think, I think receiver. 2004 was almost dead. I think receiver is a good guess because I mean I didn't see any mock that had Olave going as high as 11. Yeah, I think I mean, these teams are starting to panic. I mentioned it earlier about when the first quarterback goes, anybody else that needs a quarterback <laughs> is going to start making some moves. We're seeing that happen with receivers now. Uh, I think it happens every draft where it's almost an overcorrection, but. Um, do we see a Traylon Burks here? Do we see a Jamison Williams here? I, there's been some smoke about the, you know, the Lions really liking Malik Willis, but Dan yeah. Campbell not necessarily uh, being that big of a fan of him. I do think they have something in Jared Goff. I know he's not the best quarterback, but I think you can get a lot worse than Jared Goff. And I just don't know if their franchise answer is in this draft class at quarterback. It they're they're showing Kenny Pickett on my TV right now. Um, I think I have to agree with you guys here at, at receiver though. I'll tell you what they have, they have pick number 32. I think you could get a Willis or Pickett at well, 32. Well, exactly. well, Brian, Brian, let me interrupt real quick. So the trade came in. So the Vikings gave up 12 and 46, and Detroit traded 32, 34, and 66. So they don't have any second rounders anymore. They don't have a third wow. rounder anymore. But I would have to – listen, I would have to agree. Not about, the, QB then. About, not about the Jared Goff statement, but the receiver statement. They're flying off the board like there's no tomorrow. And I like Traylon Burks. I like a Sky Moore, Jahan Donson. But I think this top four is really the cream of the yeah. class right here and Jamison Williams another guy I talked about Drake London earlier if it wasn't for the foot injury he might have been the guy to come other with the ACL injury he might have been the first wide receiver to come off this board here in this mm-hmm. year's class 
But if you match, if you get Jamison Williams yeah. with Amon Ross, St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, a Josh Reynolds evolved a little bit once he joined the Lions, and then combine that with DeAndre Swift, that's that's a that's a nasty special uh, special core of group right there. That's Jason, nasty. Jason says Williams because Philadelphia just traded up with the Houston Texans. This is getting out of hand. Texans. Philadelphia just traded up too. <laughs> yeah. This is oh going to create a domino effect, and it's going to be incredible. So oh, they'll man. be next. Tom, <laughs> Tom, we were worrying about Philly getting a receiver to dominate the Giants' secondary. No longer, my friend, no longer. The worry is over. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Jason says Lions got to go Williams here. And then, yeah, back to the Olave point, I could see why the Saints traded up from 12 touchdowns as a sophomore, 13 this past year, 936 receiving yards five games of 100 or more receiving yards, and he's the school's all-time leader in touchdown receptions over the course of his four-year career. Here it is. I guess Gabe Flayton's not doing his TikTok reaction tonight. <laughs> no. If you were interested in seeing Gabe Flayton, sorry. Damn it. You'll see him tomorrow. Thank God. Oh, he messed up the name. <laughs> what did he say? He said Jameson Williams, and then he said Williams or something like that. But that's a great pick right there for the Lions. That's that's awesome. That's that's the NFL commissioner that's right scary. there. And another another argument to be made. Talked about the Jets. Talked about the Giants. You know, they just might have gotten the best edge rusher in the class in Hutchinson, and maybe the best receiver. Again, I I truly believe that if it wasn't for the health injury with the ACL um, so, in the championship, technically. Please. Three Ohio, former Ohio State receivers just went back to back to back. Jamison Williams was at Ohio State before transferring over to Alabama. That's that. great. Yeah, that's right. He did play at the Ohio State University. Now, when I look at Jamison Williams, I see a guy who's hungry, right? Because in college, he was overlooked at Ohio State. He didn't get many opportunities. And when he went to Ohio State, he absolutely tore it up. Um, or Alabama, I should say. He was a big target of Bryce Young's this year. And one thing that's really interesting about him that a lot of people don't know is that his deep playability is insane, right? I mean, I think Brian brought up a stat like Alabama scores on average on like every few plays or something like that this year. Jamison Williams was a huge, huge part of that as I'm trying to look up his stats right now and i cannot seem to find them <laughs> but what do we think of this pick guys i mean it's as a fan no, of another hard. team in the nfc north this is terrifying well <laughs> you know yeah. the, the lions have been the lions i mean forever uh you know they they threw in a couple of pretty nice seasons with with matthew stafford at the helm but now you know once that trade was you know officially finalized you're like all right they really are in a full rebuild here Mm -hmm. this feels like a pick that that gets this rebuild really going Uh, i mean kyle mentioned it the amount of weapons that they already have on offense uh especially i mean amon ross a brown was an absolute steal for them in in the later rounds of the last draft you had a guy with the deep playability of jameson williams along with tj hawkinson we saw deandre swift kind of have a little bit of a breakout year this last year and 
I mean, we'll see what they can do. I mean, the, I mean, they weren't the Lions were not a good football team by any means last year, but you could tell that the guys on the team liked Dan Campbell and they wanted to play for him. So now it's just a matter of getting his system down and getting his guys in there. Uh, but this feels like a great start for them with Hutchinson and Jamison Williams. Absolutely. Now, Brian, we're going to let you go here. I want to thank you for joining us. I know you'll be back a little bit later when the Bucks pick, but thank you so much for your analysis on these top prospects. We really appreciate your time. Bye, Brian. Guys. See you guys in a bit. And I just want to say before I hop off, biggest winner of this situation is Traylon Burks. Uh, I think he's still going to go late first round anyways, but all these guys just went so quick. He, we might see him next maybe with Philly. I thought Philly really wanted uh, Jameson Williams. So does Burks go next to be seen? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you. See you guys a little bit later. All right. Thank you, Brian. That was Brian McCardle of from the stands. Yeah. And Williams had 15 touchdowns last year. That's the stat I was looking for. And he had 11 touchdowns of 30 or more yards. So 11 of his 15 touchdowns were 30 or more. And I think people were scared because he didn't he suffer an ACL tear in the national mm-hmm. title game. Yep. Again, I still think that he could have. Yeah. Go ahead. Hank. By the way, to answer uh, one of your questions, I don't think there has been four receivers taken in the top 12, but 2004, that same draft I mentioned earlier, was the closest. Yeah, absolutely. Roy Williams, Reggie Williams, I think Lee Evans was 13, so he just missed. We're going to have Kayla McCarthy coming up in just a few moments when the Ravens pick. Excited to hear her thoughts on what Baltimore might do with all these trades happening in front of them now, three in a row. A couple comments. We got Zach Hoffman. Says, I think the Jets won the draft. Uh, okay. I'm going to listen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, I think there's a lot of winners in this. I mean, honestly, can you really designate a loser so far? Uh, I'm really happy with it, what everybody's done so far, to be honest. I don't really think I look at a pick and say, wow, that was, you know, that was bad. Obviously, there's some surprises, but of course, that comes with the draft. But I don't think there was any pick that was really bad. No. I mean, if you were to even. Even to if you were really to designate that term, and I honestly don't think it's a bad pick as people are making it out to be. I, I think the only person you could maybe equate that to would maybe be the Trayvon Walker pick passing yep. up on Hodginson. Other than that, I don't really think there's a bad bad pick per se. Could the Eagles have just jumped Baltimore for Jordan Davis? Potentially, I was just going to say the same thing, and it's not just even about just Baltimore; it's about Houston as well, who you know they were in love with him. You know, getting around the Chargers as well, who were in love with them. And Tom, I, I've been thinking about that for the past five minutes as soon as they made that trade. And I'm saying to myself, there's no receivers left. I know Brian was making the Traylon Burks argument, but who's the only high standard, huge elevating defensive monster or offensive monster left? Who's the best player right now? And I thought about Kyle Hamilton for a second because they've lost some safeties, mm-hmm. but Jordan Davis is the big name there. And I'm, I don't want to see it happen, but I'm thinking it's going to happen here. I, I'm thinking it's going to happen with Jordan Davis because that's that. As far as I'm concerned, I think that's the best guy right now on the board. Well, they got Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams. So, um, well, Fletcher maybe. Cox is older, 31, 32 years old. Milton Williams. I mean, you have an opportunity to get Jordan Davis in there. I, I think you do it. You do it. And I think that's why you just saw them not only jump Baltimore but jump Houston as well after the trade back. I think that's got to be the pick, Jordan Davis. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hamilton is sliding. 
Um, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be interesting. A couple more comments. The Eagles need to think defensive mind that Jordan Davis would be a steal right here for them. Yep. Good comment there, Jason. Ben Cruz, what's up, guys? Hope all is well. Lots of trades so far. Wonder what the Pats do. My guess is linebackers. Giants are having a crazy draft right now. Oh, I think the Giants got lucky. A lot of that, well, maybe not lucky, but a lot of edge rushers went early, right? We saw Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson go. Not edge rushers, but defensive players. We saw two edge rushers in two corners, and that left the Giants with Thibodeau and then Evan Neal, which is who – it's crazy because I predicted them in opposite order. Neal at five, Thibs at seven. I think we have the uh, the Houston Texans to thank for that. Because if they would have drafted either a Neal or if they would have drafted a Thibodeau, which I thought could have yeah. been the pick. I had Thibodeau on my mock, I know, for last week. That could have messed up a lot of things, I think, for the Giants. I think they probably would have traded out of that seventh overall selection. I don't think there's been any reaches so far at all. I think, I mean, the biggest surprise is Stingley at three for me. I don't think there's been a single reach so far through 12 picks, but our lovely Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I know Daniel Bakley will be on at some point. Ben Cruz says Jamison Williams to the Lions is my biggest shock so far. Why, um, though? Why? I like guess the name and the team, maybe. I don't, I, I don't think it's a shock. No. Um, I love that trade, honestly. That's a steal right there. Again, I'll, I'll stick by my word with it. I know I've said it for Drake London, but I'll say it for Jamison Williams as well. Maybe he just, the, he didn't expect the Lions to you know trade up and make that move. Well, maybe I don't know. To be fair, Ben Cruz was very shocked last year when the Lions <laughs> drafted Kadarius Tony. <laughs> that was um, an interesting night. I had to pan back to that, but I couldn't really help myself there. That's that's been some image, but. Um, speaking of which, let's, uh, if she's ready, we'll bring up our next guest, Caitlin McCarthy to get her thoughts. Uh, Caitlin from kicking off with Caitlin. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm great. As Roger Goodell is about to announce this pick, I want to get your thoughts immediately after he says it. My TV's a little behind, so you might know before me. I won't, well, I'll, I'll keep a pause. You give your reaction. I'll keep a pause. No, oh, they're going to be talking for a little bit. Do you? Yeah, but do you think they jumped you to take a player from you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even in my division, but I know how they are. So. I, I had saw something before the draft that that had projected Jordan Davis to Baltimore, and it, it just always feels like those kind of guys really fall into Baltimore's lap for lack of a better term. But mm-hmm. if, if the Ravens are, are I mean, still he's saying the pick we'll find out, but if they were able to walk off the bus next year with Jordan Davis and Calais Campbell, just get the two biggest dudes ever. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I hope you get them. It's Jordan Davis right here. Ah, it's Jordan Davis. I jinxed it. Caitlin, is that who you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So what's the backup plan? Where do, where would you like the Ravens to go from here then? I just like I just feel like they need so many things that like I don't know cuz like we do have Clay's Campbell and it was kind of like wasn't sure if he was going to come back or not but like 
even if even now that he did, it's like I feel like we need like a younger guy to, you know, move into his position when he does decide to retire. But I mean, I'm surprised that Kyle Hamilton's still on the board. I thought he was going to go a little earlier. Um, so I think that would help because especially with the secondary depth problems that we had all season long, like I think that would also be a good fit. Or Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. I mean, I saw the way he played against Syracuse this past season, and we really need someone on the edge to – we just don't have anyone. Or you could go with an offensive tackle, but I wanted um, – the guy from NC State, so I don't know. There's just I feel like there's um, so many. Yeah. There's no real answer on like what's going to happen here. Well, I know you reported a lot of games for Syracuse this past year. Can can you plug what you've been doing up there for uh, Newhouse? Yeah, so um, I covered Syracuse football for Sports Illustrated this past season. I also did spring football with them, um, which was an amazing experience. I mean. Uh, I was able to travel to Louisville and NC State, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, other than football, I also covered women's basketball, which I really enjoyed for a radio station up here. And I'm working with the TBL League uh, with the Syracuse Stallions. So just kind of getting a little bit of everything here. But football, will, of course, always be my favorite. First love football. Yeah. And, and also uh, – some summer plans. I'm going to be at the Carolina Panthers training camp reporting for them. So I'm super excited about nice. that. That's sick. So I was very excited oh. to see the pick too. I'm like, wow, I kind of have to like watch like two teams really in depth now, the Ravens. And then I got the Panthers. <laughs> that's funny. Cause you mentioned Aquanu and he's headed to the Panthers. So mm-hmm. that that's very, very intriguing. Um, Fonz, another Ravens fan says it's fine. Tyler Linderbaum. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Clear difference of opinion He's there. He's got short arms. I don't know. I, I I could see them going with Hamilton, but also like, I, like I get. I don't know. I'm so like up in the air about things because I just feel like this is a draft that doesn't go any way. I don't know. I don't know. It, it really could be. I think the Ravens are now at this point where I don't think any other team has been where it's like, well, now what do we do? Do we stop Kyle Hamilton from falling? Do we take a penning to solidify that right side? Do we draft Linderbaum to replace Bozeman? Yeah. What do, like, what do we do? Do we take Jermaine Johnson to, to be that edge rusher to replace a Calais Campbell? Like, what do, what do they do here? And I don't think any of those moves would be a wrong move either. Yeah. Like, I think you end up with any of those players, like, you're, you're good at 14. Yeah, I, I think as long as they draft a tackle, a edge rusher, or even a safety or a corner, that's fine. Um, but also, I mean, going back to, like, the offensive line, they did lose Villanueva. He had a really struggling year last year. Um, yeah. And we also just – Stanley's been hurt for the past two seasons. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we drafted last year Ben Cleveland, and he got his, you know – some of his starts with all the injuries, but we just haven't really like developed like, you know, people to replace um, like Orlando Brown. Like when we had uh, other, other players on that line, I feel like we never really replaced them. And that's what's been struggling. That's been, you know, last year was just a complete disaster. So I think any pick I will be okay with. (laughs) Caitlin, I know who the pick is and Hank, welcome back, by the way. Thanks, guys. Sorry about that. My laptop screen like crapped out, and I think that's probably my fault because I had too many 
too many tabs open as I was trying to like look up a lot of random stats to help you guys. Too many tabs hang. Random stats. Uh, but Jordan Davis was a great pick, by the way, for the Ravens. I just want to get into a couple of stats about him because we did get a little sidetracked there. Uh, again, pure run stuffer that the Eagles could use. Good replacement for Fletcher Cox eventually. Played all four years at Georgia, finished ninth in the Heisman voting. I did a film breakdown of him with Noah Dibler. And you know his 40-yard dash was faster than Patrick Mahomes's. Jordan Davis hate, is 340 pounds. <laughs> I'm going to hate playing him twice a year. Rare you know, size, I, too. We talked about how the Giants just potentially fixed the O-line well. And, Hank, yeah. you talked about making some holes for Saquon, not with Jordan Davis in the middle. No. Not with Jordan no, Davis in the middle. Well, so this went to the Ravens. We both could have benefited from this. I know yeah. who the we pick is for the Ravens, but I'm not going to say it. I do know who the pick is because, unfortunately, I looked at my phone and my friend texted me a spoiler. Yeah, I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, Tom, you know, you know what? Throw I'm going to give you a trivia question once once that pick is revealed. What's up? I'm going to give you a tr- trivia question once that pick is revealed. I'm so in. I'm feeling very Irish right now. Oh, so I was right. <laughs> Way to not give it away. Way to not give it away. I was right. <laughs> you were. Sorry, I thought my my screen was ahead. I mean, no, mine hasn't. Mine, mine is very behind. But I'm, stre- I'm streaming mine, so yeah, I'm we, behind. As well. We got a we got a big trade here for your Ravens. Marquise Brown getting traded to the Cardinals. No way. Yeah, Marquise Brown is going to the Cardinals for who? I don't know yet, but that's uh, you got Ravens getting scammed out of Jordan Davis, and you lose a receiver for Lamar. Wait, where did you see that? Very credible site has breaking me all the picks right before they get logged in on TV. It's uh, go check it out though. JPA Football, very accurate source. Yeah, I I turned off his notifications because he kept giving it away. Yeah, but he uh, he reported that. That is the uh, wow. I want I want to see Fonz's face right now. Fonz's, I want to see his face. This is. Look at Fonz. <laughs> Fonz, you can hop in here and rant to us if you want. I'm not opposed. I'd love it. I'd love it. Jack. Poor guy, man. Poor guy. But y'all get my thoughts on TikTok with the pick and the trade. But Kyle Hamilton was a beast. Make way for the first ever Chevy Silverado. Somebody had a nice Chevy commercial in the background. <laughs> All good. The Texans pick is in already, but Kyle Hamilton, I mean, not your typical safety. 6'4", 220, just 21 years old, a 4.5940. Only played seven games this year due to injury. It wasn't a serious injury. It was an injury that just kind of lingered. Eight picks in his Notre Dame career. Four as a freshman back in 2019. Caitlin, I love this pick. I I, in my sports cast last week, I thought it was going to be opposite. I thought Kyle Hamilton was going to go higher in the draft and Derek Stingley Jr. was going to drop down. Um, But I'm very happy with this pick. I think that this is going to be great for the Ravens and really because, I mean, they were last in passing last year, passing defense. So I really think that's this could help them. And they also lost Tavon Young and Anthony Everett. So. I'm, I'm very happy about this pick. Yeah, well, we so, know uh, your next defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. 
Okay, so Tom, the question for the Notre Dame fan. Who yes. was the last safety taken in the first round from that school? Tom Zabikowski. Incorrect. Um, oh, my God. Are we, are we doing uh, pre-millennium? Nope. Nope, uh, 2012. That's your hint. Oh, shit. Manti Teo wasn't a safety. No, right? he wasn't oh, a safety. He's an idiot. So Ravens traded 23 for 10 and Brown. I'm confused, but I, I don't know what that means. Um, oh, fuck. I should know who this is, I too. I'm going to be mad. This. I'm like, that would be great, honestly. Like, I would love that. Tom, I'm really shocked. I'm also shocked that you're not going to get getting this either because it, he was taken by another team you kind of support. Oh, it's fuck. Oh, what oh Harrison it? Smith. Yeah. God, come, come on, man. The NFC North fan almost beat me to it. Uh, oh, what is up? Oh, boy. Listen, what is apologies up? for the way I look. I'm getting ready for bed. I got work really early in the morning, but look at this. All right. I bought this oh, no. a while back. I supported you. I. First of all, the Kyle Hamilton pick, I actually don't mind it. I don't mind. The Ravens always do kind of a history of best available at some point. You know, like even like two years ago with J.K. Dobbins, we didn't need a running back. He was the best available player just off the top of my head. But this Hollywood Brown trade, what do we get, like the 23rd? And what pick back? 100. 100. Fantastic. I don't know what we're going to do at at 23. I guess I got to stay up for this, Tom, now. What the hell is going on here? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Am I staying on here till 23? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not dressed up to the part. I apologize for everybody, by the way. It's always great to see a fellow Ravens. Yeah, player. you're both welcome to hang out till 23 now if you Still want. Good. So, Fonz, you're okay with the Marquise Brown trade then? I, listen, he was finally. He's had Bateman. He, yeah, well, he was finally coming into his own this year. First thousand yard season. You know, I was looking forward to him, him and Bateman now. You know, I was looking forward to seeing how he can do now another year developed. And now look at this. It's another another wide receiver gone now. So what is it? I'm all over the place with this, though. Too. Caitlin and Funds, as the Ravens fans converse here, who do you think you could possibly be targeting at number 23? Which, by the way, Kenyon Green was just taking 15th to the Texans. I think that's a reach. That is a, that's probably the biggest reach of the draft that's, so far. Do we have Green a little bit lower? Yeah, we have Green in the we have oh, Green yeah. in the early or mid-20s. So I mean the Texans reach on both of their picks here in the first round. I'm, I don't uh, think Stingley was a reach. Stingley wasn't. Yeah, no, Stingley wasn't. There's really more of a surprise. Again, yeah, we talked know. about it earlier, Andy. Uh, prior to you um, hopping on, Brian, uh, myself, and Tom, when we were in Fonzo will test this as well. When we were doing mocks last week, I've never seen this before ever. You know how it says team needs underneath the team when you're doing like a mock simulator or something like that. Mm-hmm. For the Texans, it said every position. So you really can't you you really can't knock anything that they've done just because no. they need so much. I, I'm not I'm not knocking Derek Stingley. He I mean I've been high on him for a couple of years. Yeah. As far as you know, seeing what he was able to do at LSU, obviously this this past season not really getting to play a lot. Um, but I I just. I was kind of surprised to see him go as high as three. I, I had seen him as low as, you know, seven or eight. I had seen him as high as four or five. Well, I guess there's not really big of a difference from, from three and four, but just a little surprising trying to create some conversation here. Um, but 
the Texans committing to the Mills Mafia and the longest neck in the NFL, and Davis Mafia. Mills. <laughs> I love that. I mean, listen, we saw it with Seattle taking an offensive line instead of them taking a quarterback. They're believing in a Drew Locke. So Davis Mills, who actually had like semi-decent play last year. Yeah, like semi-decent play for what it was, what he was given. And a one-year head coach and David Culley now moving to another head coach. I mean, can I, I, don't, can I don't know. Can I say I kind of love this Marquise Brown trade for the Cardinals? Kind yeah, I can't believe that. No, it's, a good, it's good for the Cardinals. It's 100% good for the Cardinals. They, I mean, honestly, I, let's just say, say this quickly for the Ravens. They probably definitely believe in Devin Duvernay and James Proch, the two other receivers they drafted a few years ago, to go with Bateman because Duvernay did – I mean, obviously, well, as a kick return and good in the slot. They definitely probably like believe in him a little bit more. And also, they drafted yeah. Tylon Wallace last year also later in the round. So, they probably so, want to go with those four right now. But, Andy, go ahead. What were you going to say with the Brown to the Cardinals? I mean, you just you can now you can put Brown in the slot for them and have him on the other side of Rondell Moore. You can move him outside, uh, you know, on on opposite of Hopkins or AJ Green if he's still around there. It's just load up the weapons for for Kyler Murray. Make him actually want to stay in Arizona. I know there's been so much talk this offseason back and forth with him, you know, unfollowing the Cardinals on social media, removing all of his Cardinals pictures, and then now writing the longest, like, open letter of all time. Uh, Imagine being the graphic designer that had to put that together. Uh, But he seems to be committed to Arizona. I I think this is just a great move for him. Unfollow the team. Posting. It's, it's a staple but, now in the social media era. No, but like it, Brown fits well over there. I mean, with the, with the Ravens, the first couple of years, they tried to make him a true number one. And that's not – he really wasn't that. They put him more in the slot this past season than the number yeah. two, and he did a lot yeah. better. You know, he had over 1,000 yards for the first time, which I think – there was a time a yeah. Ravens receiver had that in a long time, I believe, because like Bolden never had that. Torrey Smith, I think, might have had his rookie season, but that's again, that's been a long time. So, let's quickly, uh, yeah, number twenty three. Before I do get out of here, um, yeah. I said it before. I mean, if Tyler Lindenbaum's there at the center spot, I'm all for it because need to help out in that center spot to replace Bradley Bozeman. That's what that's I'm what thinking. I'm thinking. It could be before Washington announces the pick. Just want to say, Kenyon Green started thirteen games this year at right guard. For Texas A&M played four positions in 2021 right tackle left tackle right guard and left guard has an impressive level of consistency as a run blocker good hand placement booming upper body strength which I love limits the effect of a gap blitzers but he does have lots of penalties as we've seen against teams like Alabama and Georgia iffy in pass protection I thought he was going to be the pick for the Dallas Cowboys now he is not so that's very, very interesting. And Washington here, I don't know who the heck they could be taking. This draft has spiraled out of control. I mean, it could be. I love trades. It could Not be Devin one, Lloyd. I love trades. Because they could use a linebacker. Could it be. Could this be could another it, alignment? No. I'm, could it be a receiver? Well, let's bring up the other NFC East counterpart. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan, Daniel Bakley. From the sports box, Daniel, how's it going? You traded back and are Tom rival. Tom, perfect time, perfect time. Daniel, Eagles fan, you just got AJ Brown from the Titans. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No, come on. 
You just no. got AJ Brown from the Titans. Holy oh, shit. I love Jahan Dotson to the Redskins. The trades. I the love the trades. Not the Washington. Oh. I, I don't even know what oh they're Oh my god. Oh my god. Kyle, oh. you're upset your closet team picked somebody bad or good? I'm, just, I'm, I'm so upset they got AJ Brown and Jordan Davis. Come on, man. What is going on right now? Come on. Look at this. Jahan Dotson just went to Washington. <laughs> oh, oh, I like I love Holy Washington. Jahan the dysfunction in Washington. This is a. I mean, I love the player, but him and Scary Terry. That'll be a good receiver duo. I don't even know anymore. This Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Just wait Daniel till they the draft. I just, I just went from loving the Giants draft to saying, "My God, we need a secondary." <laughs> um, um, it's for the 18th overall pick. Is it? AJ Brown, yeah. So, Congrats, man. And, and another third-round pick. You might not have 18 now. But let's get to Jahan Dawson here quickly before we break down that trade. 5'11", senior out of Penn State, a 4.43 40-yard dash. When I think of him, I think of speed. In 2021, led Penn State with over 1,100 yards. 91 catches, Andy Hopper's laughing, 12 touchdowns in 12 starts, great athleticism, and he's operational on all three levels, which I love. Quick feet, helps with leverage on underneath routes, but he's not very comfortable working between the hashes. And before, I mean, actually, we can't even get to this trade because the Chargers pick is in. Our Chargers guest is here, Garth Michael Patrick (laughs) from the Sports Box as well. Welcome to the party. What in the world is going on right now? There's uh there's two guys left that I really like. Trevor Penning, obviously, I did not think he was going to be available. That was kind of the fingers crossed guy in this draft for me. Uh, Jordan Davis is gone. Um, Devin Lloyd as well. I wouldn't be upset with him here, guys, either. You just got Zion Johnson. I actually I'm not a fan of that. I don't get why you draft interior offensive line when you needed a right tackle desperately. Got Matt yeah, Filer. What I'm thinking, a little Garth? bit let down with this one, guys. <laughs> Garth, what are you thinking, man? Ooh. Tell me. Talk to me. Well, I'll just say the same exact thing that was just said. Uh, why are we drafting a interior offensive lineman when right tackle is the position of need on the offensive line? And Penning is still on the board. Uh, well, they could kick him out to right maybe, but I do view him more as a guard. I mean, when I think of Zion Johnson at least, I, 32 bench presses, first team AP All American, 11 games at left guard, one at left tackle this year. Great experience across the line, interior blocker with good strength, a combo blocker, and a finisher. Um, I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so, yeah, I didn't love that pick for the Chargers. Now, with Jordan Davis off the board, were you hoping for Trevor Penning, or was there anybody else in mind you would have went with there? Yeah, I was really hoping for Trevor Penning. I think that was a pick that made the most sense. Uh, Storm Norton is an absolutely abysmal right tackle for us. That's obviously (laughs) the biggest hole on the offensive line. And if we didn't go him, honestly, I think the other biggest position of need was linebacker. It's a position that we're really thin at. We let Kaiser White go to free agency. Uh, I guess the staff is really big on Kenneth Murray, but I haven't seen anything out of him yet that makes me really hopeful or excited for him. Um, so Devin Lloyd would be the other guy that I like there. Hank, anything you want to add here before we let you go? 
Um, yes. You know, you've been great with the fun facts tonight. Really appreciate it. Give me a fun fact before I head out. Yes, I actually was waiting until this particular pick to give you one. I believe this is actually the latest in our lifetimes that we've gone without a quarterback having been taken in the first round. Incredible. The last, the last time we went this late, well, actually, the last time I can remember them going this late was 2013 when EJ Manuel was taken. Yep, 16. Team. But before that, I think you have to go back to 2000, 2000 when Chad Pennington was taken at number 18. EJ Manuel. Oh, God. Wow, man. That's too funny. Wow. Does Tennessee take a receiver here? What if they go quarterback, give Tanhill another year, and have this guy develop under him? Could be oh, possible. just got rid of A.J. Brown. I don't know if that would make a whole lot of sense. I cannot believe that A.J. Brown is an eagle. Howie Rosen means have gone away Congrats, forever. Congrats, Daniel. You just won the night. But, Hank, thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate it. And we will talk to you tomorrow. No problem, Tom. Have a good rest of your night, guys. Thank Hi, you. Hank. You too, buddy. I still can't believe we traded for him. I thought he was going to stay because, the, of course, they made the trade last year to, to uh, bring in Jones. Uh, what was it for a yeah. second? So you had them. Now you have neither of those guys on the roster now. It's weird so it's what a, just happened. This division so, just got better at receiver. The Eagles get A.J. Brown across from Devontae Smith. Washington gets Jahan Dotson. Across and, from Terry McLaurin. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. People in the comments like the pick for Washington a lot. Either gets protection for Wentz or a secondary mm-hmm. target. Marty joins the Washington Commanders fan. Love, love, love it. Dude gets the separation and super productive. We got our man. HTTC. <laughs> Shout out, Marty joins. Um, didn't the Titans pick up Robert Woods? They did. Oh, that's right. That's or right. Robert, yeah. Robert, Bobby Trees. Well, you can't. I mean, Rob Woods is a great player. You can't. The Titans. To what AJ Brown? He, he, he's not. He's not going to get separation. He's more of a possession guy. So. And he's also coming off a torn ACL, so you don't even know he's going to be there to start yeah. the year. The Titans pick is in. Uh, welcome back, Caitlin. What do you think of this AJ Brown trade to the Philadelphia Eagles? I just feel like there's so many things going on right now. Um, <laughs> Like, I, like, what is going on? Um, thought that was interesting. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm like lost of words. I think so much is going on right now. Like, are who are the Titans going to pick now? Like, I'm honestly lost of words. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, Garth. Who do you have going to Tennessee here? Uh, this is a tough one. I think one really big position I need for them is offensive line. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took a guy like maybe Linderbaum, a wide receiver still on the board. I really like Traylon Burks, uh, maybe one of those two guys. Ooh, I like Linderbaum to the Titans, actually. But I feel like the Ravens might get him at 23 if he's there. But you guys got that hog last year, Ben Cleveland. He's more of a guard, though, right? Cleveland, Zeitler. You guys got yeah. Kevin Zeller from us. That's so frustrating. Yeah. If, if that if, if it's a receiver here and they're at 18, this has got to be the most receivers ever taken this high. That's that would be six receivers. They're, they're definitely not taking receiver here. I don't know because they don't have anybody now. Would they go? They, for they don't. Sky I mean, more? after Robert Woods, who do you have at receiver? Rooster, you don't know because you, you're playing dumb. No, or? no, no. I I legitimately uh, do hold not up, hold know. Up, uh, they, the Eagles uh, signed uh, Brown to a four-year, $100 million 
extension 57 guaranteed. Just now? Already? Just now. That had, had him for worst. five minutes. That had to be in the worst. Debo Samuel is punching air right now. He is pissed <laughs> about what is going on. Dude, he is so mad right now. I thought that Christian Kirk would be the one to set this receiver market. I'm Are you to... kidding me? I forgot Christian Kirk signed with the Jaguars. Oh yeah, for this so I think Penny might go next to the Saints, but if he if he could go here as well. Titans are the biggest loser of the draft, man. My goodness. They just gave up. <laughs> Kyle, they didn't even make their pick yet. But they always just gave the, up. Always in the mix, Tom. Always in the mix. So, hey, so, so, it's, the, so it's 18 and 101. That's what it is. 18 I and feel like Tennessee was Baltimore's kryptonite. Oh, sorry. What was that, Daniel? I said the official trade is uh, A.J. Brown for 18 and 101, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so the Eagles don't have another pick tonight now. Uh, did they trade 51, uh, their second? 51? Oh, yeah, tonight. Tonight, yeah, that's tomorrow. My bad. I'm just like, like I mean, Hollywood Brown was not my favorite. For the on the left field, so I didn't expect them to trade the trade. Yeah, because I'm if like, anything, I thought like let him walk in free agency after. I think this was his. Yeah, final role. that's what I and thought. Like, I'm just like, who the Ravens have? Like, they have Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykin left. Not that he did much. Sammy, Rock I think Boykin's left. gone. But yeah, Boykin's gone. gone. Boykin's gone. I, I, think, I think they like. I think they like Duvernay. I think they. Like yeah, I said. Him. I was saying they like Duvernay a lot. James Proche and Tylon Wallace. They drafted last year, and he like. He was pretty good in college too, and they drafted. Him, I think it was like fourth. Like Duvernay is very tall. He's fast. He, I like he made some good clutch catches. I think Duvernay is going to be really good in our yeah. offense. What? Hey Daniel, the- do you got to hop back over to Sportsbox? Because uh, are you going back on there? Me? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm, All right. So I'm yeah, gonna, you can hang out. I'm going to hop off Tom actually. So if you want to okay. swap in somebody else, so. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, you got the video for number twenty-three. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Unless they disintegrate it back. If they trade it again, I, I'm not doing it. All right, I gotta go. Listen, check out the TikTok page. Even preview sports. Please follow it so Thomas and fire me. Uh, go Ravens. Um, long live Hollywood Brown. Thank you for the memory, somewhat of memories. Hollywood Jet and uh, the Ravens are gonna get Debo Samuel. All right, Fonz, see ya. Fonz, before you before you go. Who, yeah. Ravens have 23? Yeah. yeah. Sky Moore. I wouldn't be upset with that. <laughs> Unless they trade it to the Niners for Debo Samuel. All right, I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be this kind of night. Debo Samuel to the Ravens. I think this is Trevor Penning. Yeah, I was going to say, man, this is – if you're an Eagles fan, like I'm talking about the Giants winning the draft. I'm talking about the Jets winning the draft. You guys won. Just go home. You won. That's it. There's nothing. There's no more damage to be made. That's like it. A lot of people were talking about wide receiver, and I'm like, I don't want to have to in a couple of years, in the two year span, pay for Hertz, Smith, and whatever wide receiver. I, with this one, we've already paid for Brown. He's still young. He has proven himself, and you pair yeah. him up with Smith, and it gives uh, Jaden Hertz two big weapons. Caitlin, what were you going to say just a moment ago? 
Um, what was I going to say? Something about <laughs> right after Fonz left. There, there's just so much going on. Like uh, I'm very confused at this point. The amount of I receivers know. that have gone off. I oh, yeah. Sticks. I don't know. I'm just a little bit concerned. Like Lamar is very angry right now, and we don't have him to a deal. But I don't think he would leave. But it just kind of concerns me a little bit. Like mm. that was his guy. Like yeah, that that is true. That is true. Wow. Look at that. That's a that's a fun fact there, Hank. You didn't bring up. Well, well Eagles just gave Brown the bank. So, um, oh gosh, the fog is gonna light it up tomorrow on us. <laughs> but um, Garth and Daniel, anything you guys want to add here before we let you guys go on who this pick might be? I think if the Saints get either uh, Penning or Linderbaum, it's been a pretty solid first round for them, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you with that one. I'm not sure about Linderbaum because they have uh, – was it Cesar Ruiz? Uh, yeah. Because I believe he plays that position. Uh, I think it's uh, the, maybe Penning you could go, but it's definitely, I think, offensive line. I think they go something there, uh, especially with the fact that they already went Alave, so – yeah, th- I mean, this has to be Trevor Penning. In my opinion, they lost Teron Armstead to the Dolphins, so Repl- repl- replace that left tackle. It could be Bernard Ryman as well out of Central Michigan, but um, Garth, Daniel, thank you so much, both of you, for joining us. Um, I know I'll, li- I'll potentially be seeing both of you tomorrow as well. Hopefully the Chargers have a better day too, Garth. I don't think Zion Johnson was a bad pick. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it's a bad pick. It's just not the sexy, exciting pick that a lot of Chargers fans wanted. Mm. Um, I will remain hopeful, though, because Tom Telesco does have a really good history of making good draft picks. So I'll kind of give him the benefit of the doubt in this one. you got to protect your star player. So, As <laughs> Fon said, they're still in the mix. So, um, Garth, Daniel, Daniel, I mean, you've won the night so far. Appreciate you guys both taking the time out mm-hmm. to join us. Where can people find you both? Uh, we'll start with you, Garth. Yeah, so me and my good buddy, Noah Dog Dibler, we do the Sweet Tea Show over on the Sports Box uh, every Friday night, except for tomorrow, obviously, with the draft coverage that is going down and all the excitement around this year's draft, as always. Uh, but, yeah, every Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, over on the Sports Box. You can follow our page as well, the Sweet Tea Show here on Facebook, and we also stream to Twitter and YouTube as well. Awesome. And Daniel, where can people find your boxing mixed martial arts show? You can find me at uh, Cage My IQ. You can find me on Twitter, IG, YouTube. Just search Cage My IQ. You can find it there. You can also find me uh, every Saturday night. I do a show on ATD Radio. Uh, talk Philadelphia sports. I'm sure going to have a lot to say Saturday about just today. And we don't even know what's going to go on tomorrow. If we even keep that pick or not, since after that, we don't have a pick until I think round six or seven, they're trading four picks today. So I'm still trying to digest everything that happened. Absolutely. Again, well. Brown and, and uh, what's his name? Jordan Davis. Yeah. Smith and Davis. Yep. But there goes Trevor Penning guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for having us.
Thanks. All right. So thank you very much, Garth and Daniel. Trevor Penning to the Saints. Sean Militello must love this right now. Um, I'm not a big fan of Trevor Penning, actually, as a prospect. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't – there's some things I don't love about him. Uh, he needs to strengthen both inside and outside of his hands. I also think he needs better positioning. He does have good bend for a big guy. He can block on the move. He's a powerful drive blocker, but I just don't love his hand placement. I think he needs to be more consistent. Um, Caitlin, what do you think of this pick for the Saints? I kind of agree with you. Um, I feel like there are better options out there. I feel like Saints are obviously in a rebuilding season. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if this is like the best fit. I. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I'm also just to go a little off topic. I'm. I'm. I thought they may have went with. A quarterback, but again, like this is not the year for quarterbacks. But I think the Steelers are gonna pick Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett right here. I can't imagine this going really any much further without picking a quarterback. And the Steelers are obviously in need with you know the losses they've had this past season. Speaking of the Steelers, it's about to get a little heated up in here. Our Pittsburgh Steelers fan Dominic Danielli from Stanford, Connecticut joins the fray. Dom. How is it going tonight, uh, getting ready for your first year without Ben Roethlisberger under center, and the pick is already in? What's up, guys? Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking. I personally don't want a quarterback. I'd rather have a defensive player like Andrew Booth Jr., but I think at this point it's going to be a quarterback. It just makes sense. So let's go back to Kyle's top five QBs <laughs> graphic. Um as Andy knows, I'm not the biggest fan of this. <laughs> Willis, Pickett, Ritter, Corral, and Howell for Kyle. Then for me, <laughs> I'm not a Malik Willis fan um, from a draft perspective. There's mine. So, I like Corral a lot. I love Corral a lot. I think if he didn't get hurt, he'd probably be the the top guy. You know, that SEC powerhouse. I'm looking ACC quarterback. Um, you know, Willis was sacked 50 times this year, looked inconsistent at times, did not look good. Caitlin, was it the Syracuse game where he fumbled away the game? Was that the game? Yes. I covered that game against Syracuse, and, I mean, it was just a disaster. I mean, like, there was – in the press box, there were 20-plus recruits and coming for Malik Willis at the Syracuse game, and and I – that was just not his game. And that is when he did fumble uh, towards the end of the game, and Syracuse actually won that game because of that. He looked really bad that day. I don't remember how many sacks he had, but that line, too, is just off that day. And, I mean, Syracuse is not obviously a great football team, but it was just bad. And also I feel like because of, like, the teams that Liberty plays against, like, they're not a Power 5 conference. And I think for Syracuse to, like – have as many turnovers and, you know, sacks and things that they did in that game was kind of like 
I feel like a little bit of like a wake up call. Like, I don't know if this guy is really like ready for this level. And I, and like, I, I don't, I would be surprised if he's the first quarterback. I think Kenny Pickett is so much better. And also like I watched mm-hmm. ACC too. He's just so consistent. And like, I think that's what you really need in this league. You need consistency. And I think that Pickett, especially from last year too, got so much better and so much improvement. And I mean, it'd be cool. He was saying in, in, you know, the, the city, that he played college in, I think that's what I was thinking that Pickett mm-hmm. might go here, but I don't know. Cause then I'm like Tom and I feel like he like more of like a, a run and a passing quarterback. Like, I don't know. Right. I definitely think Willis is an exciting prospect, but I do agree with everything you're saying. Dom, who did you have mocked to the Pittsburgh Steelers? I expected both Pick and Willis to be gone by now. I had Andrew Booth Jr. Going to Steelers at 20, but I think at this point, like I said, both guys are available. I doubt they pass on one of them. So I think they're going to take a quarterback here. Interesting. Which one? I I think I think it's going to be Willis. I think it's Pickett. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Pickett is from Pittsburgh. Well, played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, from Jersey. Gosh, I don't even – I mean – even I'm a Mitch believer. They could use they it could be Linderbaum as well. They didn't go to the Iowa Pro Day, so I don't think Linderbaum is a choice. Good point. I, I would have loved Linderbaum. Yeah. I feel like Caitlin might be getting him at twenty three with the way this is going. I'm not happy the Ravens got Kyle Hamilton. Not happy at all. <laughs> You're not happy about Kyle Hamilton. Dude, we're, we're Giants fans with Jordan Davis and freaking A.J. Brown. That, that is brutal. That is I brutal. mean, our secondary is stacked now with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey coming back and with Marcus yeah. Williams being signed and now Kyle Hamilton. Like, I'm really excited for that. Like, The Ravens always draft so well. They Yeah, they really do. Like, I in memory, like – especially first round, they don't really, they've had a few busts here and there with like Matt Elam in like 2013 and like Rashad Perriman, but like they draft really well. I mean, I'm excited for this. Somebody was just walking backstage. I think that just gave the pick away. I saw it out of the corner of my eye too. I know who it is. Oh gosh. Yep. I'm not going to like this. Don't even say it, Kyle. Let's just let him say it. Man, that that was some terrible rehearsal job by the NFL or ESPN right there. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Dom? There it is. Who called it? Andy called it. Kenny Pickett's a Pittsburgh Steeler. Go Mitch, though. Wow. Good for him, man. Hmm. Good for him. Yeah, I think he deserved to be the first quarterback off the board, as Caitlin was just saying. I'm I'm okay with it. You know what I have to say? You know what I have to say about this? Because this is we we just talked about the Ravens and their draft success. Anybody that's being drafted by under the Mike Tomlin regimen is just not going to fail. It may not turn out to be a superstar Hall of Famer, it's just, but he's not going to fail. 
And I think I this think now core is to be really solid. Yeah, like they build an offensive line, Najee Harris and the receiving core that they already have. Like mm-hmm. you're going to be a successful quarterback. Again, he may not live up to the hype of a Joe Burrow or a Lamar Jackson in the same division, but that's a solid quarterback right there. I know we, Tom, we had him mocked at six. That's why I didn't have him falling this high. I had them picking Willis at 20, but Pickett was available. Makes sense. Yeah. Pickett at 32 makes a lot of sense, too. I think we said that earlier. Uh, We have a comment from Alec Walt that said Bill traded back. Do we have another trade? Hmm. Oh, I think Um, he's afraid of Bill trading back. I don't know, but here is the Kenny Pickett graphic. 2021 ACC Player of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year, over 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, seven picks. Kyle, I think you made this one. Pro comparison is Andy Dalton. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, I, I looked it up. I tried to find a pro comparison to him. It, there was. It was not a very, not very generous to say the least. But that's why I wasn't as high on a Kenny Pickett as I was on Malik Willis. I didn't like the pro comparisons that I was seeing, and that was part of the. And if you know anything about the career of Andy Dalton, at least when he was successful with the Cincinnati Bengals, is he needed a lot in front of him to be successful, and that's why it's true. That's why I didn't like Kenny Pickett as much as I was high on Malik Willis. Oh, you can't make this up. Patriots trade back with the Chiefs. Look at that. Oh, no. Who are they? Hey, wow. Dom, is Paul around? He is. He's downstairs. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, I need to figure out what this pick is. Who but they want? When it they, comes to Kenny Pickett. They want to they, – they, I guarantee – I'll make this bet. They just hopped up in front of Green Bay so they could draft a receiver. But who? I like Sky Moore a lot. George Pickens maybe in the first round. I know I had a second round grade on him, but because of the way the receivers have fallen. Those guys are reaches, though. I don't know. But you may have to, though, because Green Bay with two picks. I mean, they could very well. I made the argument. I think that they could have gone two receivers with both those picks. Well, Let's talk about the team that just traded back. Alec Walt from Down the Block Sports is shaking his head. I'm not happy. No, nah, man. That was N'Kobe Dean right there. I was supposed to make an appearance right now <laughs> with a the- pick by the New England Patriots. And that they was- traded it. I-, was- I-, I did tell, I said before the draft, I said if Lloyd and Dean are available, Bill trading back. Well, Ben Cruz agrees. Death, taxes, oh, Bill on. trades back. <laughs> Why? I've been waiting all day all for him to make a pick, and he traded back to 29. Oh. Damn it. You might be with us a while then, Walt. Um, but I can go what, back. I just wanted to say, okay. Bill, ruining my damn plans. All right, I'll see you at 29. Sounds good. Thanks, Walt. <laughs> Well, that was fast. <laughs> Poor Alec. I feel bad for him. He was upset, man. I know. He was very upset. But I, I like Kenny Pickett. You know, he can make all the throws, Dom. You know, 2020 team captain. 2021 was outstanding. Uh, he did opt out of the team's bowl game, as we were just saying. And he has good size, you know. But, again, I just feel like when you're so attached to Ben Roethlisberger, it's hard to get adjusted to a new quarterback. But Pickett stays home. Where he played his college ball, and you know, well, let me let me pose this question, Dom. I'll ask you: How week one it, is it Trubisky or is it Pickett? Personally, I hope it's Trubisky because I want him to have another shot. In the game. 
yeah, I, I want to have another shot. I think he's got he's got the tools just in, a, in like a legit offense and with a legit head coach. I want to see what Mitch can do first, then hand it off to Figgett if things go things go sour. Yeah, sure. So who do we think the Chiefs snag here? Could it be Jermaine Johnson? He's still could on the be. board. He's been hey, falling. Could be Jermaine. Well, I was going to say I'm surprised that he's still on the board because I also thought that that could have been a pick that the Ravens were going to pick at 14. Mm-hmm. It could be Devin Lloyd, but they did take Nick Bolton last year. I was I was thinking about this once the trade was made because I was thinking about the same guy for the Patriots. I know Walt was talking about Nicobe Dean. I was thinking of McDuffie because he's quietly fallen as well. Yeah. But the Chiefs could also desperately use a corner after losing Chavarius Ward to the 49ers. And they have no secondary right now. They lost Sorensen to the Saints. Matthews, a free agent, not returning. I know these are safeties, but being they have no secondary whatsoever. McDuffie. I think McDuffie. He's junior too. That makes sense. Only reason I don't I just don't think you'd need to trade up for him though. Kyle, are you like on social media seeing these picks and then just no. announcing them on the show? Bro, this is the only no. I haven't been on anything. I look if I logged it in, you'd see it in the chat. I mean you'd see it on the um you'd see it on the board in the NFL draft thing. I don't know. I'm trying not to look at it. I'm trying to stay as updated as possible, but I'm trying not to look at it. The only time I'm looking is when a trade's being made, and I just want to see what picks are being held in that trade, what team gave up capital. But Kyle's a man of his word. That's a good – listen, that's a good pick right there. I don't know why you would trade up for him just because I think yeah. you probably could have gotten him at if you stayed at that spot at 29 and 30. But that's a good pick. I mean, there was a need. You saw last year they were getting killed in the secondary – and he now becomes your number one corner right now, along with um, – who did they sign as well from the Texans? I think Justin Reed, the safety. They're trying to beef up that secondary just a little bit. But um, that's not a bad pick right there. I wish uh, – we get, could we get Paul on? I know we're going to get him off at 30, but I want to hear his thoughts on this. I know. Um, I like that's this. That's Trent, interesting. This Trent McDuffie pick is a really good one. I had him as, I think, the third best corner. No, he might have been my fourth after Andrew Booth. He was either my third or fourth. I'll pull it up in a minute. But when I think of Trent McDuffie, I think of a guy who, again, he played in the Pac-12. So, you know, it's not the best conference when it comes to football. But a three-year starter, he started 11 games as a true freshman. I think of a guy that's a great press man defender. He's an elite competitor, good body control and foot agility, allowed just 16 catches in 296 pass passing snaps in 2021. So, and I also think he's tenacious and runs run support. So, shout out Paul Lombardi. I think that was an excellent pick for his Kansas City Chiefs. And the Packers pick is in. Andy, we don't have Ethan Carter blocked on Packers Twitter. <laughs> he is hilarious, hilarious. Uh, yeah, who? It doesn't matter whoever they pick. I have to hate them. Well, so, as the NFC North rep, where do you think Green Bay is going here? I is this a receiver? Is this another? Uh, and then I again, I don't even know who it would be at this point. Yeah, yeah. I know people were talking about them potentially having Olave or, or maybe a Wilson here yeah. uh, initially in mock drafts, but obviously they are far gone at this point. But I, I mean, you lose Devonte Adams. Um, I, I think it's either a receiver or maybe they go linebacker or edge rusher. Here's who I'm going to go. Bernard Ryman. I like that for them. 
I, it's not bad. And, and I'm thinking about receiver. Receiver would be, I know that's what I've been banking on, but the amount of receivers taken, I don't know if you reach this high for somebody that probably would have fallen the second. I'm going to do maybe a little bit of hot take. You replace Kevin King in the secondary and maybe draft like an Andrew Booth Jr. maybe. I like that. Dom, what do you think of Andrew Booth? I like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? I like him a lot. I like him a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, look, he played at Clemson. He's got a good knack for the football. Caitlin, where do you think Green Bay is going here? I I think I, I could see that. Um, I don't know. Like, now, you know, that they don't have um, – Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. I think they could get receiver, but I don't I, – I could see Booth as one. He, he was great. I mean, again, I, I watched him in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, really. They, like, they never draft receivers in the first round. How funny would it be if they drafted a quarterback? That would be hilarious. That would be so funny. There you have the basket. <laughs> Malik Willis, Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. Um, that'd be hilarious. That'd be so good. All right. Whatever. I'm thinking Devin Lloyd or Bernard Ryman, even though they have Devondre Campbell. Bernard Ryman. What in the world was that? Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, I do have. You have Nicobe Dean there. You have Devin Lloyd there. And you take Quay Walker. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> oh, they can't ever drop first round guys. Oh, I love it. Oh. Vikings winning the North in 2022. Oh. Oh. Wow. Fucking idiot. Skull, baby. Skull. Oh, no. Oh, did Baltimore just trade the Caitlin. pick again? What? Baltimore just traded the pick again to the Bills. They moved back to 25 now. They um, always do this. Like I, every year, I feel like they trade picks and they keep going back. And it's like I keep having to stay up later and later. I didn't even take the best linebacker on the on. The, That's what I was just saying. Nicobe Dean and Nicobe Dean and Devin Lloyd still being on the board. I did say Devin yeah. Lloyd or Bernard Ryman. I mean, it, it should have been Lloyd if they were going linebacker. Even Dean. I mean, that's what I will say is this. What I will say is this. Is that we all, or I know that a lot of people have the same reaction a couple years back when Green Bay took Eric Stokes. And Eric Stokes has quietly become one of the better secondary pieces in the entire NFL. So I'm not going to hate this pick yet. Also from Georgia as well. So not going to hate this pick yet because Green Bay has done something like this before. But my goodness, the uproar that will happen if they don't take a wide receiver with that second pick that they have in the first round. No, it's not good at all. So the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Baltimore traded back to 25. Wow. Caitlin, <laughs> this is not the ideal scenario. Because I thought, like, they could have drafted Jermaine Johnson right now. He's probably the best available, I'm assuming. I Like, that could have been fixing our edge rushing because that's a problem. Um, Agreed. But did they trade – they traded two back – they traded two twenty five, so they're at twenty three. They traded two twenty five. Okay. They could listen. They could still get them there because yeah. Dallas, I don't think, is going to take a, a pass. They must, yeah, they must think they can get the same guy at twenty five. Do we know yeah. the full logistics of this trade? And Buffalo, Buffalo drafted Basham Jr. in the second round and Gregory Rousseau, two edge rushers in last year's draft in the first and second round. So they could still get Jermaine Johnson at twenty five. 
I so I guess both. they're just trying to skip Dallas then. Just trying to accumulate picks. Could Buffalo get Lloyd or Booth here? Who would Dallas want at 24 for Buffalo to jump them? Who would Buffalo – who would Dallas want? They would probably want a Linderbaum? linebacker. No. No. They would probably want a linebacker. That's and what I'm probably, thinking. They probably Devin want Lloyd, like right? a – they pro- no, I would say Nicobe Dean. I would say Nicobe Dean. That has that, – that is a Dallas pick – right to the end, especially because of the fact that they only just brought back Leighton Vander Esch on a one-year deal because he's not going to be the guy moving forward probably. Well, yeah, because he gets hurt if you blow on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Vander Esch is hurt again. Yeah, I'm, I'm just – Or – oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Could Buffalo draft – I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Could Buffalo go running back here? I know they, they're, in love with, they're in love with Bruce Hall. Well, they're in love with Brees Hall. They could go Brees Hall. We got some more comments. Paul Lombardi says, welcome to the squad, McDuffie. Alec Walt says, God, I hope Dean falls to 29. Kobe Dean is a classic Bill Belichick guy that he will make an absolute fucking monster. Now I'm thinking. I'm thinking Buffalo here could go. They oh, go, Dean. is it a oh, reach? It's cold here. Milano. I don't. What happened, don't, Andy? Like, would you consider that if they do pull the trigger on Brees Hall here, would you consider that a reach? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think you so. think so, Dom. I don't think a running back is meant to go first round in this draft. I don't think it makes sense. It's just that if you're Buffalo, you know you're not going to get him in the second round because he's probably going to be the first running back taken off the board on day two, and he's going to be taking early off the board on day two as well. I would think so. Um, I was thinking about this as well because I'm trying to – the linebacker pick sounded interesting, but then I'm thinking about what else could Dallas use because I'm thinking more defensively as well. Dark. Maybe they want to get another corner to go alongside a Trayvon Diggs and Buffalo the same because all they have is Trey White. Wow, there's a picture year. of Hollywood Brown boarding the plane to Arizona that Fonz just sent us. This Already? had to be pre-planned. There's, there's no way. That was a weird trade. Well, no, as crazy as it sounds, that was already, what, like an hour and a half ago? So maybe. Mm-hmm. That was a while back already. Yeah. Oh, wow. So this we have N'Kobe Dean as a possibility, Andrew Booth as a possibility, Brees Hall. Um, they could go. Mm. No, too, I, I think it's too soon for Devontae Wyatt. Tom, is there any uh, – because I know that Zion Johnson and Kenyon Green were taken. Is there any more good interior offensive line? Because Buffalo could use that. Outside of Linderbaum, I'd say – I mean, Bernard Ryman's a tackle. Yeah, he's he a right could, tackle, though. But. He could shift into guard, though, at the yeah. NFL level. First round okay. wide receivers, six wide receivers taken in the first round so far. Yeah, I'm looking at my big board here. They're not going Car Karloftis. Karloftis is going to keep falling. Um, Karloftis might even fall out of the first round the way this draft is panning out. Yeah. Especially because Jermaine Johnson's still on the board. Quay Walker was not even in my top five linebackers, and he's the first one off the board. I yeah, love it. yeah, he's the first. Tom, I think I'm. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was my third, right behind Lloyd and Nicole. Let's Dean. check. We're gonna check right now. I think he was Get my that. third. Kyle. I know he was definitely on my board, but 
Uh, I'm just shocked that he went in front of Dean. Here we go. And Lloyd. So Quay Walker was your fourth linebacker. Fourth. Oh, yeah, I had Leo Chanel. Was my Leo favorite. Chanel, who I hope goes to the Giants at 36 tomorrow. We need corners now, Tom, after what we just saw in the NFC East. We haven't traded Bradbury yet. But we have to to get the money, right? It's an inevitable thing. That's what I'm saying. Kair Elam. Yeah. Greg, Greg Thompson predicted this earlier today. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. You have Trey White, who shut down. Now you got another great corner out of Florida. Were they scared Dallas could have taken a corner with all the yeah. legal stuff going on with Kelvin Joseph? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It makes sense, though, right? Because Dallas, outside mm-hmm. of Trayvon Diggs, I mean, because Trayvon Diggs isn't even a shutdown corner. No. He, uh, He's more of an in-phase type of cornerback. But uh, it works because see. he'll give up 1,000-plus yards, but he'll get 11 interceptions on the season. Josh Riffle says N'Kobe Dean or Booth. Well, it was neither, unfortunately. Kevin Mondello in the comment section. Can't believe the Packers selected a linebacker instead of a wife, a wide receiver. Um, can anyone elaborate on why they picked linebacker? Um, Didn't they just lose to Darius Smith? Yeah. Yep. Yes, they did bring back Devondre Campbell. But it's funny because... I think Ethan Carter said this last year. They really don't value linebacker that much. They let Blake Martinez walk after four outstanding years there. Um, I don't disagree with the linebacker pick. It's more the player for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm Dallas, this has to be Linderbaum. Yeah, that'd be the guy. That that's that's essentially right now. There's no. The only would, Jerry Jones esque pick would be Nicobe Dean, but that's not even a bad pick. That's just, one of these next two picks has to be Linderbaum. Yeah, yeah. If it's not Dallas, it'll be Baltimore taking him. Wasn't Biotis their starting center this year? Yeah, and he was terrible. Yeah, Awful. <laughs> that would make sense. So, Caitlin, who do you hope Dallas does not take here that, uh, you, that you want at twenty five? I want Jermaine Johnson still. Yeah. Or I don't know. We need an offensive tackle. Cowboys fan wants Jermaine Johnson. No, you Nick, have Nick Jordan Lombardi. Taylor, a boatload. They can't have him. <laughs> and NFC East already took my player, but it's fine because I feel like I got better with Kyle Hamilton, so I'll take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Dallas finished 12 and five last year, first in the NFC East. Um, my hot take is they won't win the division again this year. I think they'll either be the Philadelphia Eagles or the Washington Commanders winning the East in 22. Not Eagles the Giants. Just, no, not, not a shot. Not, not a this shot. year, Katie. I know <laughs> last year I predicted it, but forget about even what just happened in the offseason tonight. Just forget about it. No, I say the Giants win seven games if they're lucky. They do have a favorable schedule. This year. I don't. I don't even know. They man. play the Ravens. So I don't know. That's this division. That's right. Just became... the, the Ravens are our seventeenth game this year. That's the mm-hmm. extra game because we both finished in last place. Yep, and the Ravens have never finished in last place in my twelve-year fandom. So that wow. was new. 
But we have a very favorable schedule now, too, mm-hmm. because it's Giants, Jets, Jaguars are the three last place teams that we get to play. So. All wins, too. You're welcome. TV last weekend. All wins. Oh, man. Wait, who are they showing right now? This oh, is Jermaine uh, Johnson. Jermaine Johnson. That's a nice jacket. Do you see this stat by ESPN right here? 1% One. chance. 1% chance he'd be available at 24 that's crazy. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy heckling in the war room. Look at that war room, man. That just looks like – that screams like Death Star. That makes me sick just looking in there. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Finally, jump on my bandwagon. Oh, hey, James. How's it going? How about Listen, them man, Cowboys? If one, if one uh, – if another bad thing happens it could be here Devin in the Lloyd. NFC East tonight, I'm going to be really upset. It probably is going to be Devin Lloyd. Like, I, thought, I thought last year when Dallas and the Eagles – did a little end around on the Giants and drafted Devontae Smith. I thought that was bad. And then they just got Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown, and now it's just like. Well, Kyle, your boy has this to say, Zach Hoffman below. The Packers have to get a wide receiver at 28, or Rodgers might throw another fit. No, nah, man, he got his money now, so that, that fit is over. Throw him in jail. That fit's over. <laughs> I'm thinking Dean, Lloyd. Linderbaum. Ford Linderbaum, yeah. yeah. Cowboys are going after Lloyd. That's another – listen, I'm, any one of those guys is a fantastic pick. I don't think I don't think they're taking Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at that hat that Kobe Dean's wearing. That's elite. I love it. Uh, last year, Dallas took, they took Michael Michael Parsons. Parsons. Which that worked back out really well for them. But, he, but they can make it. It did work out really well for them, and it worked out really bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> it always works out bad for us, man. I'm just trying to be happy here. Like Tonight started off as a good night. We got Thibodeau and Neil, the two players we wanted. Well, maybe outside of so fast. But now I can't wait till they're available for, to be traded next offseason. Now it's lost. <laughs> God damn it, Andy. It went downhill so fast. Well, Pat Leonard is the most unreliable Giants beat reporter. He makes my head spin in, like, circles. He's the one who reported that, the Tony rumor. That would be insane. Not really. Elam goes before Booth. I've been Andy, I've been talking about it, and Tom, you'll, maybe you'll attest this as well. I've been saying it. The old, what I love about the Shane regimen so much is that he's not looking to retool. He's looking to completely blow it up. The only reason why there's any remnants of a Dave Gettleman-esque team is because the contracts are so awful that they're untradeable. Otherwise, they'd be gone. Yeah, my, my thing is, I mean, I, I just hate to give up on a guy that you took in the first round, no matter yeah. if it was your regime yeah. or not, yeah. after one year. Whether it was a reach or not last year, <laughs> I don't know. But I can see, I mean, it happens – all the time in the NFL. It happens in college football, too. When you see a, a new coach come in or a new GM come in, they want their guys in All right. The that was okay. Okay, yeah. I'll throw it to you, your reaction. You're laughing, so I think you think it's funny. Oh, yeah, I do think it's funny. I think it's funny looking, <laughs> um, quite frankly. He's a good player, but at 24? Who the fuck? They That's did fine. lose Lael Collins. It's yeah, Dallas. but still, you don't. That's it's a good player, but you need interior help. You lose Connor Williams. Bydas is is awful. You need interior. You don't need tackle help. Nick Lombardi, if you're watching, comment. Especially that's not even Dak's blind side too. Um, 
right? They, they only want Zeke healthy. Again, Quay Walker and Tyler Smith are two guys tonight that I don't think should have been taken in the first round. Happens every year. Yeah. Yep. But Baltimore yeah. is officially on the clock for the third time tonight. Yeah. Third time's a charm, hopefully. Um, Unless they uh, do another little trade back. But- Caitlin and Dom, I'll keep you both on through this, and then I'll let you both go. Um, what are we thinking here? Linderbaum, Johnson? Hope it's not Linderbaum. <laughs> then I guess I hope it's Linderbaum. <laughs> you need to protect Lamar. I, I hope it's Linderbaum. Yeah. You need to protect Lamar. As nice as Jermaine Johnson would be, it has to be Linderbaum here. Yeah. No, no Bozeman, no Villanueva. He lost Orlando Brown. It has Linderbaum to be an opposite one. It has to be an offensive lineman here. Yeah. Or actually, we keep on forgetting because he uh, – oh, wait, no, he was. Or maybe Ryman. Ryman could potentially be there, right tackle maybe. That can make sense too. That can make sense. Ryman might go to Tennessee. I mean, I'm still on the board. Uh, Tennessee's done, man. Tennessee. Wait, is- Andy, I didn't know you were declaring for the draft this year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were in Vegas last week, so did you put your name in or you're just not there? Uh, great, great hands, solid 40. Undrafted yet again. I just don't get it. Andy is the uh, Andy is the Chicago Bears honorary first round pick this year. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Andy Hopper for having us on his live stream last year. That was awesome. And Brian McArdle will be rejoining us in just a few moments. I see Brian never left backstage. He's, no, dude, he's in his central game. Florida studio there, enjoying life um, with the Bucks coming up in two picks, but. Uh, Brian Brian just needs you to admit that Kyle Trask is the future of the Bucks, and we can move forward. Oh, Brian predicted the Kyle Trask pick. He did. He did. I'm really shocked with what we've seen so far. Um, looking at who's on the board, Jermaine Johnson, Tyler Linderbaum, and then Bernard Ryman. Those got to be the three guys that Baltimore is looking at. Here. Unless you reach – I know I said the Fonz as he was exiting out. Unless you get another receiver here. Because, I mean, again, I know that we're talking about Duvernay and, and Bateman, but yeah, you still need a, you still need a slot guy. And Sky well, Moore, I think, would be that guy. Speaking of fun, let's get his top five linebackers because it could be a possibility. So you got Dean followed by Lloyd, Chanel, Asamoah, and Quay Walker. So Walker was fifth on his list. The preceding four are still on the board. Um. And you have Walker at four. I don't have Walker at all. Um, I think Fonz. Out of our top five receivers, I think all have to be off. Oh yeah, they're all gone. They're all gone. Yeah. We all had the same. We all had the same people. They were just in different order. Burks. <laughs> no, I didn't have Burks. I had. Uh, Dotson is my fifth. Well, he's gone too. So who went before Burks? Actually, uh huh. Yeah. Well, four minutes to go. The pick is still not in for Baltimore. How does that make you feel, Caitlin? Not stressed. They're figuring it out. I think it's just annoying. You you traded back now three times. You don't you don't know who you're drafting already. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, if they trade again, I'm gonna just go to bed. <laughs> Maybe they're trading back again. Yeah, they're no, looking actually, to they're looking I, to get somebody in the top of the second round and just wait till day two. They have so many second and third round picks. I think in the fourth round now they have four. 
like we have a lot of picks this year. I, but I remember in 2018 they got Hayden Hurst and then they they traded back into the first to get Lamar Jackson. I went to sleep because I thought that they were done. So I just totally <laughs> missed it. <laughs> so you never witnessed the Lamar Jackson pick live. I didn't, and I that then that I don't I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just uh, woke up and I was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> are, are Garrett Wilson and Jordan Davis signing sandwiches right now with Kayvon yep. Thibodeau? Yep. Hell yeah. Damn. And some. What? So, for any of the prospects that were in the green room, is Vegas like not the best city just to party your balls off after you just like found out you're about to make more money than you could ever like fathom? <laughs> ever like Vegas is where you should blow it. Speaking of Vegas, Andy, do you have the Tito's on you at the moment? There it is. Let's go. Oh wow, dude! You went to is that all tonight? No, 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 no. (laughs) I was gonna say. say, If that was tonight, I don't think I would still be talking. I think I would be face down (laughs) on this. Last time I drank Tito's, blacked out at my cousin's wedding. Uh, Kaylin had to carry me up to our our hotel room. Hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. Except we're at home. So by 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 the way, the uh, the second hopper kiddo is on the way. Correct. Literally any time now. Wow. Um, we have uh, eleven days for it to come naturally, or she'll get put on the uh, induction list, and then from there it's it's any anybody's game. But yeah, we're hopper number two. Will be here, little girl. Will be here. So I'm officially a hashtag girl dad and a father too. So if you don't like any of my takes tonight, um, I, just remember that I'm a father too. So congratulations, Andy. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I appreciate Carson it. gets a little sister. Oh yeah, dude. As if he's not already a nightmare. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's great. It's uh, and he finally like my favorite thing is he you know obviously he hears me you know watching basketball or, or whatever sport and he starts to pick up on on stuff i say so like he'll if he sees like that i'm watching a basketball game he just screams like foul 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 because apparently that's like, <laughs> all all i say but no he's it's it's incredible uh he's just like a tornado around my house that now i have another one that'll be here here soon but very very exciting times over here terrifying and exciting times so <laughs> oh, let me here. ask you Top five boomer bust. Okay. What so, are you thinking right now? I want to give you my bust first because I have. Oh, a, hold up. Because Goodell's at the podium. <laughs> Perfect pick. Perfect pick. Caitlin, do you do you know yet or? Oh, come on! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Don't. don't oh, I, we are. See, I saw it, and Ravens are just so good at picking. That's what I have to say. I am always pleased by their decisions. I'll get over Jermaine Johnson, but um, it, we need to protect Lamar Jackson. It's been a problem, uh, so I'm excited. Here's what I think about Tyler Linderbaum. I love this pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Fonz predicted this a few nights ago, or he predicted this last week, actually, except he had him going at 14. Yeah. Um, I really think, 
you know, he struggles with his power a little bit. He gets backed up. His strength could improve. But he was originally recruited to play defensive tackle at Iowa. Mm -hmm. That that's how crazy he was, and he returned oh. after a foot injury in the second half of the Citrus Bowl. Guys, won the nation's best center. Yes, James, I'll get to that in a moment. Loves to compete. Has a wrestling <laughs> background. Did you see the clip where he body slammed Tristan Wirfs? Oh, we have to show the highlight now. <laughs> Tyler Lindenbaum has some good highlights as the Jets just traded back into oh, the first round wow. and. John, I want your thoughts on this pick too here while I pull up oh, wow. the highlights on. Can Tyler you imagine they get Sauce Gardner, they got Garrett Wilson, and they just trade in to get Jermaine Johnson? What a draft. Wow. They're going to be the best team of New York this the next few seasons. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the film breakdown on Linderbaum. Um, again, just really good power. Took him to the ground. Dom, what do you think of this pick? Got to face him twice a year. Yeah. I, I This is a guy that I wanted the Steelers to look at, but then go to the pro day, so I assumed that they weren't going to draft him. It's a great pick by the Ravens. Needed O-line help. Great center. It's, it's a great pick for the Ravens. You just see he moves people very well. with The double-team combo block right there. And I think the body slam is coming up towards the end. This was back in high school, too. He went to the same high school. Tom, they're showing, right yeah, they're showing it on TV right now. They're showing it on TV. Oh. Well, fuck TV. We're, we're watching our stream. We're leveling up. <laughs> well, here, here, here's the second screen. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> the second Tom screen. Tom worked Well, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, damn, that's crazy. But, um, Caitlin, any, any final thoughts on this pick here before – we let you go. Would you say it was a successful night or are you still disappointed about the, uh, no, I, I'm happy. And I'm, 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 I'm very pleased. I'm, I'm very excited now for this season. I think just after how devastating for me it was last year, I'm excited. We're getting the pieces that they need fill in those gaps like we have talent the, the Ravens like when I think of the Ravens like they're a team that like is never really like bad mm-hmm. like in the 12 years I've been a fan it's like the year Joe Flacco tore his ACL we were bad and then like this year when and they weren't even bad for that long they were in so many games you know so it's just exciting that we're getting these pieces and the holes that we're missing and just be able to rebuild that offensive line for this year. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining. Um, I hope it all works out for you this year for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, a little soft spot because you have an ex-giant on your roster. I do like Kevin Zeitler and obviously Fonz. We get a lot of inside info on the Ravens. But where can people find you and your work? Um, Most of my work will be on Twitter, um, Caitlin and Mac. or Instagram too, but um, haven't really been kept up with the podcast is doing my schoolwork, but post a lot of stuff on Twitter. So, Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining. Make sure to go check Caitlin out if you haven't already. And uh, we will talk to you very soon. And again, really appreciate your time. And I'm glad you stuck with us through those two tradebacks for the Baltimore Ravens. Third time's a charm. Yes. Thanks, thank you so much. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye, Caitlin. Thank night. you.
That was Caitlin McCarthy. And Dom, any final thoughts here before we let you go? Um, who do you think the Jets are taking here? I think it would make sense for them to take Johnson. If they do, just like Kyle said, it's a great draft. Great draft by them. Yeah, third pick in the first round, man. Unbelievable. But Dom, thank you so much for joining us. Dom, folks, if you don't know, does all the behind-the-scenes work. He put the intro video together. It was awesome. He's going to put a, uh, a day-two video for uh, together for us tomorrow. And Dom, we appreciate your time, as always. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Dom. Bye, Dom. Thanks, man. Oh, sorry, we cut Dom off there. Brian, welcome back. How's it going, gentlemen? I'm very angry right now with this pick that's about to come in. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Makes sense, man. It makes sense. Jermaine Johnson the second. We've been talking about it all night. Robert Sala's got to get his defensive-minded guy like he had in 49ers drafting Kinlaw, drafting Buckner, drafting Armstead, drafting Solomon Thomas. This is now his guy. That's so his the, guy now. The, the Jets got Sauce Gardner, uh-huh. Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson tonight in round one. Love it. What a round. Love it. Let's go, Jets. Did the Jets win night one? Yes. I know I, I know it's not over yet, but yes, Jets, in, ter- Jets. in terms of the actual draft and not any like trade related stuff, great. meaning like players they got in acquisition wise, absolutely. Jaguars just made a trade as well. Uh, so but uh oh, yeah, they sorry, Brian. Up. They just yeah they just traded with Tampa, but now yeah Jermaine Johnson and the Jets. I think that you got the arguably the best corner, arguably the best receiver, and you got one of the top pass rushers in the entire draft. Some people had this guy going in the top seven. I saw some mocks having him go to seven of the Giants over a Thibodeau. So people think he's he's one of the best pass rushers in this draft. And the Jets get him all the way at twenty six. They trade back in the first round. It's a great draft for the Jets. If you're a Jets fan today, this is uh, this is a happy day in the process of getting better. Good for the Jets. Filled huge needs. Agreed yeah, I had, I, I had Johnson in the, as a top 10 prospect, so I didn't think he was going to – I thought he'd probably go around like 12, but this is an absolute steal in terms of value for the Jets. I, I mean, I, I bet they traded up because they couldn't believe he was still available. Yeah. Yeah. No well – Let's see. Jermaine Johnson, the second. Uh, This is a guy who, quite frankly, has a lot of potential. Really does. Played at Florida State, uh, and Jacksonville is now on the clock, by the way, as Andy's just going to step aside for a brief moment. Um, I, I just, I really like this pick because of what he brings to the table. He's really good in run defending off the edge. I love his size and his length. He's absolutely outstanding in that department as well. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how he fits into this Jets defense because we do know they have Carl Lawson as well. So I'm intrigued to see how he'll play across from him, if he'll, if he'll get the start right away. But in my personal opinion, guys, the Jets came away with three starters for their team on night one of this draft. It's been that good of a night. 34-inch arms he had 12 sacks last year at florida state and as noah would say this is a georgia bulldog reject that had to go from the sec to the acc one acc defensive player of the year but i do think he needs more finesse he does a good job exploding from hips to contact and keeps his feet moving i just think um he's 
has a very underdeveloped pass rush, which I think is why he fell as far as he did. Salah will get him there, though. Yeah. Salah will get him there. And that's why that's – I mean, in terms of the draft, and again, not just saying because the Jets obviously have had the most picks in the first round, and, you know, <laughs> disregarding the Eagles thing because obviously, you know, they, they traded for somebody that was already elite within the NFL. In terms of just prospects and draft-wise, the Jets, again, arguably the best corner, arguably the best receiver – and one of the top pass rushers who people had rated as a top seven player on some mocks. So, hell of a draft. Hell of a draft with the New York Jets. So, Kyle, is your background going to be more Jets lively soon? Because that's yeah. the only team that's going to have a <laughs> well, winning record. In the dude, I don't, I, you know, James, we went through five and seven. I was on cloud nine. We got to round 13. I don't think I've ever had the life sucked out of me as quick as, as, as round, round 13. <laughs> Round thirteen, pick thirteen. I was, I was at. You know what I was at? Eagles took Jordan Davis. I was like, ah, there goes that Saquon take by Hank earlier about opening up holes on the offensive line for the Giants. And then, and they get to eighteen, and I see they trade for AJ Brown when we bring on Daniel. I'm like, sucks, don't it? We we can't just we we can't have a night just to win. You don't play the Eagles seventeen weeks out of the year. No, but this is the this is the biggest point though, Andy. This is and this has been a problem, you know, when you when you talk about all sports, let alone the Giants, is that if you can't beat the teams in your own division, just throw away the season, and that's the biggest thing. If you if you can't beat the teams in your own division, you're not going anywhere. Well, we'll see what happens because I don't think Dallas got better tonight. No, no I don't think Dallas did, <laughs> I don't but I think, think that Washington, Washington got much better. They did get Jahan Dotson, but. Which well, is they a took good some pick. pressure off Terry McLaurin, which is huge. Yeah, and that's what they needed. They needed a number two. And I know they were tied with Drake London. He was off the board. He went to the Falcons, I think, at eight. Yeah. So they traded back to the right move. Didn't reach for anybody. And Washington could still get their quarterback on day two. Especially now that they traded, you got to remember they traded back from eleven, so they probably got a multitude of picks. Actually, they did. Remember that? I think. Uh, what picks did they get from the? Who was it they traded back with? The Commanders at eleven. Washington. The Saints. Uh, yeah. The Saints were sixteen. Saints. Yeah. The Saints gave them an absolute haul to move up. They gave them three picks. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah, I think the full details of the trade. So Washington's picks in return are 98 and 120. Uh, so according to Albert Breer, the Saints are trading the 16th pick, a third rounder, hence 98th overall, and a fourth rounder to Washington for the 11th pick. So Washington gets an extra pick tomorrow and an extra pick on day three. What could the Jaguars use here? Obviously, they took Trayvon Walker at number one overall. Uh Another I know tackle. Vinny Milani is probably free. I don't think they need a tackle here. They got How does Walker, Little, and Cam Robinson. How does their defense look overall? I would go Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean. Yeah. No, does Lo- does they let, Willis they fall? Up. They let Miles Jack walk, right? Yeah. yeah. He's in Pittsburgh now. And they Devin traded Lloyd. Joe Schobert to Pittsburgh. Devin Lloyd and N'Kobe Dean makes a lot of sense here. I agree with that. That works. Uh, but, uh, I was going to say, I, I always, I just want to say receiver as far as we, as far as we've seen this, this first no, they round put, go so far. 
but they paid Christian Kirk too much money. Uh, oh, and they still have Lavisca Chenault. They've got weapons there. I forgot too in the off season because this was one of my favorite under the radar signings as well. You brought up receiver from Jacksonville. DJ Chark also signed with Detroit, so now Detroit has DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and TJ Hawkins. That is sick. Oh, that's. Well, I think it's going to be if only one. if they only if they only had a good quarterback throwing them the ball. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> no, I was just going to say they threw Devin Lloyd up on the screen, and I I, I still agree with Andy uh, Nakobe Dean, but I, I completely forgotten Lloyd also could be the pick here. Yeah, those Utah Utes. Uh, let's go to our top five linebackers. Let's see who I had on my top five. Pull my graphic and share my screen here. Um, Andy, did you, you didn't give your boomer bust yet, right? No, I did not. None of my top five have been taken yet. Uh, well, you should all high up there. I like him. I like Christian Harris, too. Yep. Yep. There it is. It's a good pick. Great pick. You feel a need there, at linebacker that you just gave up in Miles Jack, and I mean the Jaguars need as much help as they can fucking get. I mean, that's another thing where they're at this point in the draft, they could really just use anything. But that's a great pickup, though. Talk about value. That probably, I mean, outside of Jermaine Johnson, that might be the best value pick in the draft so far. You get yeah, and here's Lloyd. the thing, too, about Lloyd that I love. I personally think he's the best true linebacker in this draft. Highly productive and physical. He's inconsistent with early diagnosis, but his 4.66 40-yard impresses me. Helped lead his team to the Pac-12 title this year, which helped eliminate Oregon from the college football playoff and helped Notre Dame become that top bridesmaid. Ranked second in the FBS with 22 tackles for loss. Had four picks this year to go with 110 tackles. Eight sacks, six passes defended, first-team All-Pac-12 over the last three seasons, had 43 tackles for loss. You do the math. Andy, top five boomer bust. Let's hear it. Uh, Okay, so number one, it's the number one pick. It's Trayvon Walker. Uh, I, I don't think he was the best defensive player on his own college team. He goes number one overall. Nine and a half sacks for his career. The guy drafted one place after him had 14 sacks in one season uh, last year. Uh, number two, I don't know if you guys are going to like this. It's Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, I, 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 don't, I think he, yeah. I think he's got potential to be great. There's part of me that kind of thinks that, and this could be a, a, a super reach here. It's like I don't. Does he love football? <laughs> like yeah, that's that's a big thing for me. It's like you, you got to really, really be like a, a football guy. You got to love it. There are guys that get into this for other interests, for the money. They their their heads go somewhere else. Um, number three, I'm going with Zion Johnson. Um, I thought he was a reach. Uh, I'm not super high on him. I don't even think he was in my top five offensive linemen. Number four, Traylon Burks. Uh, I thought out of the top receivers, he kind of didn't make the most sense to me. I know he has a lot of size. He's got mix, mixes it well with his speed, but 
90% of his plays last year were kind of schemed up for him. He didn't really have to beat anybody. Um, and I think you're going to have to, you know, as a receiver in the NFL, you're going to have to be able to beat the guy that's lined up across from you. Um, I, I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I can see it, you know, not going as well um, as everybody planned. And then my last one is is Trevor Penning. Um, I'm just not sold on this guy. Obviously, comes out of Northern Iowa. We got a, I got a soft spot for my Missouri uh, Valley <laughs> Conference football uh, teams, as you can see the Illinois State flag in the corner. Um, but he just hasn't proven it uh, against big time talent. Uh, and that is what the NFL is. It, is. it is big time talent. I think he has a lot of raw ability, but I don't think it's been really honed in um, specifically just yet. I, I mean, I could be dead wrong about all five of these guys, and I probably am. I mean, if any of them ever hear this, which I, 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 I'm sorry, but it's probably better for your career that I picked you as a bust because I am normally wrong. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, yeah, that's my. Those are my boomer bust guys. Um, I, I think Trayvon Walker's really obviously. I had him listed at number one. I think that's the biggest for me. It just, I. I don't know if it made sense for, for me, really. Uh, mm. I, I think we, we, we heard stories about Jacksonville, you know, not really even knowing who they wanted uh, as the number one overall pick up until today. It was still kind of confused, really had to think about it, which you should as a franchise. You should think about it long and hard uh, if, if uh, any pick in the draft, uh, especially the number one overall pick. But for him to, like, for me to not even really be considered as the best player on that defense, for him to go number one overall – made me scratch my head a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, I hope for the best for all these guys careers. I'm not like wishing anything bad on anybody. These are just some names that I've, I've kind of picked out so far through the first round that, that have made me, you know, kind of question it a little bit. What, what I will say about Thibodeau quick, where I, I don't think it's a question of, does he love football enough? I don't, I don't really, it's hard. It's kind of hard to address that, but I will say this and I didn't like, and, and that's why I wasn't as, you know, I know I was happy in getting him. I, I will admit I was very happy just because I didn't think we'd get a player of his caliber at that mm-hmm. level. But in all of his press coverage, even today on NFL Live, he just kept on referencing the hell out of the media in the New York market. And that, like, it doesn't, you know, for me, I want to hear about what you think of the Jets program, what you think about the Giants program. And it really wasn't talked about. It was just talked about the media market of being in New York. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is, I don't want to say a red flag, but that's kind of like a little inclination where I was like, you know, everybody knows there's a media market in New York. You're going to get brand. You're going to get tagged. You're going to get commercials. You're going to get everything, especially if you're elite. But you haven't played a day in the NFL yet, and that's what you're thinking about. Listen, He's, I, I'm rooting for Thibodeau. I, I yeah, mean, I am too. I'm an Oregon guy. Yeah. Um, I one thing I did like about those interviews is they had, he said whoever drafts me is getting the best player in this draft. I love the confidence. Yeah. But you got to back that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the pick, but just something. I'll I'll wait for the Packers pick to come in. Oh, fuck up again, you fucking cheesehead idiots! Doing uh, all up after this pick here because he's backstage. All right, he's going to talk for a little bit. So I was just going to say on Andy's point about Thibodeau uh, during the season. I remember uh, if you guys remember this, Tom and Andy, but when he sat out for that injury. Uh, that he had, which is understandable. You know, you got the NFL draft coming up, you know, save yourself. Oregon's not going to the championship. 
he instead decided to start that whole NFT project. Uh, so he does seem like a little bit like of a scammer. I think he's a very good player, but uh, <laughs> I, I think the money is on his mind a little bit more than football at the moment. That's my point. That that is that was Brian gets it. Brian, well, now I don't feel as good as I did about two hours ago. Why? He's still a great player. Just no, I think it's because it's they need it's to get his head straight. It's not if you could perform to the level that you do. I don't really care what you do outside of football. If you want to be a media mogul, that's cool with me. I'm just hoping that it doesn't overcome that. And that becomes hard when you just, you know, you're the seventh overall selection. You're getting, I don't even know how many millions of dollars. And then you're in the New York market. And uh, again, not to knock the Jets, but you're playing for the Giants. (laughs) You're 30 minutes away from the city. And I didn't even know about the whole NFT project until you just told me. So that just. I'll tell you what, this is probably the last year that people won't have to worry about that because now with NIL and these kids making money coming out of high school, money's going to be on their mind a lot earlier. So yeah. there are uh, kids that are already making like well, six figures. You know? yeah. Look, he just got drafted a couple hours ago. I, I wouldn't freak out. It was a great pick. It is a great pick. It, Cause it we was. know no, the, play, the player, the player that you're getting is an elite level talent who when all said and done might have the best pass rushing career. We don't, we don't know, but it might very well be the case. Because in terms of the pass rushers that went first, you know, not to knock Hutchinson or not to knock Trayvon Walker, but being in Detroit and Jacksonville, there's not a lot of room to really throw and have success. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, they just got they they just got drafted to. Well, I mean, Jacksonville is huge, but I mean, it, it, it's not New York. It's it's not New York City. Wow, Green mm. Bay. Devante I like this pick. I like really? this pick a lot. Yeah, they have Kenny Clark. Yeah, they didn't they lose uh, Tyler Lancaster or somebody like that. They could Devonte Wyatt's a very interesting prospect for me. Um, again, he played next to Jordan Davis at Georgia, six three, three forty. He's quicker than Jordan Davis. Ran a four seven seven for a three hundred pound man. Started at community uh, community college. First team All SEC player this year. Seven tackles for loss. Two and a half sacks. Good movement and disruption type of player. Um, his lateral quickness can beat zone blocks with his initial punch, which is very impressive. That's not something you see often. I mean, you'll see it here right now on the TV, how he's able to get to the quarterback. And he's a rotational three-tech. He can play outside of Kenny Clark. You know, he, I mean, he's – I don't know, Brian, as the college football guy, what do you, what do you think of this uh, Georgia Bulldog heading to Green Bay? I like it. I think he's a, a top talent and – more than anything, I think the entire Packers draft room is breathing a sigh of relief yeah. about what happened with all the receivers earlier because you know Aaron Rodgers was hoping and praying mm-hmm. for a replacement for Devontae Adams. I agree. And all the chaos that happened with all the, everyone trading up, it made the decision for the Packers kind of, and now they don't have to explain oh, yeah. away why they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers a new weapon. Uh, and they can go and get someone to to make that defense uh, more stout. Which, I mean, Rodgers should just want the best player available, anyways. But I can understand, and I we've seen over the past few years, like his frustrations when they don't, you know, get him help. Um, so yeah, I think they kind of saved him. Uh, that whole receiver scenario s- saved. Uh, sorry, not him. Uh, th- their draft room uh, and their GM and management a little bit. 
But for both of these picks, I mean, uh, I get what you're saying, Brian, about overall team perspective, but you two first-round picks and none of them are going to help him when he's on the field. Who do you and go that, for, though, I guess is the question. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with you, but I don't know. Reach for I mean, you right. could go. You could, listen, I, and I know that maybe I'm the only one talking about him. I love Sky Moore. Uh, Sky Moore is an elite-level talent who I think that, unfortunately, is going to be one of the top five picks in the second round, meaning he's not going to go to a very good team. He's an elite-level talent, got great speed, great comparison. He's one of the. He had a terrific year at uh, Central uh, Western Michigan, I believe it is. Yeah, he's a very good player. And when we talk about receivers, you know, not being left, this receiver class is tremendously deep. And now you look at Green Bay; they're not going to be picking again till when in the second round, if they even do have a second round pick to have. So now you're going into day two. Be saying to yourself, okay, yeah, we may not have gotten one of the best receivers in the class in a Burks or Williams or a uh, London or an Olave or a Wilson, but now you're not going to have anybody. And on day two, I mean, I get it what you're saying, Brian, not having to explain yourself to Aaron Rodgers, but you go into day two having a roster of Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb as your wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, not, that's not – Good. That can't be something you're going to be happy about. I dis I disagree because you're not going to be happy about something. Uh, and the receiving room isn't great, but they do have Watkins, Lazard, and Cobb, and Amari Rogers. Defensively, they have Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, and Jaron Reed. Are you are, are you confident in that when you have to go up against running backs in the NFC North like DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook, and David Montgomery? That's the point. And that's why I think this is a good pick for Devontae Wyatt. And he has the NFC North rep. What do you think of this Devontae Wyatt pick? I personally like it a lot. I mean, I I think you guys brought up a great point how, you know, they, the front office essentially gets a pass with Aaron Rodgers with, with, with the way the receivers have, have been picked so far. But, I, I mean, Wyatt was a great player for Georgia last year. It, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think – I think if you're a Green Bay fan, you probably would have liked to see a receiver come off the board, but I couldn't tell you who they who who they who, I mean, they're not gonna replace Devontae Adams, like no with with a rookie. Like he obviously you can build up to that. Um, but I think at this point with who's on the board, they have to be comfortable with taking a guy on day two or day three. I agree. Uh, um but I, I don't I don't hate the Wyatt pick. I, I do want to point out that's the fourth Georgia player off the board. Yeah. Uh, they need two more to tie Alabama and Miami for most players from one team uh, drafted in the first round in the same year. They both had six. One was 2004, and then it was either 17 or 18 for mm-hmm. Miami. Are you sure? I had a similar stat up. I think they, they now tied them with four, I think. It was um it was oh six FSU I think with Jameis. Oh, I thought Miami had six players in the first. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I remember reading like a similar stat line to that. And I I will say while we're checking that, someone who I completely forgot is on the board that they could pick up uh, the Packers I'm talking about here um, as a wide receiver is George Pickens who. Fell down the, the no, uh, but he's gonna be but he's gonna be a top of the picks. second round guy. Green Bay isn't gonna be able to get him. I, they have two second round picks. Um, they've got fifty three, and then the other one was fifty nine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I and mean, we've seen some trades. You know, maybe You're not in a bad spot. I don't know if they'll get him, but there's other options. 
And with Devontae Wyatt as well, another name that gets forget about on the interior defensive line, they also have Rashawn Gary, who they drafted with 12 just like three years ago. So it's like how many more interior defensive linemen do you need? Oh, my God. Belichick. I want, we need Alec <laughs> Walton right now. Well, unfortunately, his parents are asleep, so he won't be joining us tonight. Oh, no. This but, is such a Belichick well, pick. Ladies and gentlemen, go search up Down the Block Sports tomorrow afternoon because Alec Walton is going to about to blow his top off. Cole Strange is a top five guard in this draft. Oh, he's not a first round pick. I had a lot of people had him mocked in the early third, late second round, and he goes in 29. And now we're going to bring up our Chiefs fan with Nicole Dean on the board, Lombardi. Brian, I I think you were right as far as the four players. Paul, I I only remember because of the uh, FSU being on there. How's it going, Paul? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? What up, Polly? We're doing good. Just uh, we see your pick is in here for Kansas City. Uh, before we get your thoughts, uh, Cole Strange to New England. Quite interesting. Quite strange. No pun intended. Quite strange. They, I mean, you know, <laughs> Patriots don't like first round picks, so they, they, they're always they're always going to have a curveball. The, that they're going to throw, either trading it. Um, I I liked the move to get McDuffie. Mm-hmm. I liked the trade a lot. Um, we needed a corner. I knew the corner was number one on our to-do list for the first round. So I like it. Paul. What was that? Like Who do you got here, Paul? Who do you got here? Real quick. I I still am going to go with Carlaftis. Well, you got him. <laughs> Guys, I was dead wrong. No. Alabama had six players drafted in the first round last year. Yes, that is correct because Smith, Waddle, that was the heavy receiving group. Yeah. Waddle, Alex, Sertain, Smith, Mac Jones, Leatherwood, Leatherwood. and T. Harris. Yeah, and, I, Andy, I you know what it was? I just looked it up again. It's they were the it's the first time that four defensive players have been drafted ah, in the first round. So it's deep defense only. So from one which is still insane. Right. Yeah. I love what you guys are talking about, but Paul, you predicted George Karloftis in your Chiefs mock draft. You and I both had him go into the Chiefs. What are you thinking? Do you do you like this pick? Do you think he helps out Chris Jones on that uh defensive interior? Oh, absolutely. We needed another edge rusher. I mean, we still have Frank Clark, and Chris Jones is an interior lineman. You know, we tried to use him as as a defensive end last season. That's just not the kind of player he is. He's a defensive tackle. So we really needed an edge rusher. I I like this move a lot. I think that Carlapsh is a good player. You know, um, saw some was watching some tape on him before the draft. And I knew that the Chiefs were highly interested in him, so he was he was high on their board. Uh, McDuffie was a little bit of a surprise to me because I didn't know how high that they had him. The rumors around you know the Chiefs' kingdom and stuff. Everybody's been talking about Carl Aftis. That's mm-hmm. that's not too much of a surprise, but um, but I, I like the McDuffie move too. I I like both of these picks. I like both of these picks a lot. I I had them taking cornerback and edge in my mock draft and that's exactly that's exactly what they ended up doing. I 
those are those are our two big two biggest needs that we need to address first. Yeah, Carl Loftus is a great pick at thirty. Uh, began playing football in eighth grade, actually. Uh, seven and a half sacks as a true freshman. Let this past year had four and a half sacks, eleven tackles for loss, and three forced fumbles. An edge defender with good power who loves to use that bull charge to his advantage. And uh, you know, Ohio State. That game wasn't great on film. The tackles made him look like an afterthought. I think he needs to make more plays against the run. But overall, I think this is a great selection. He was my fifth edge on the draft board. So, you know, job well done. I think it's a good night for the Chiefs. I mean, your weakness last year was the defense. And you spent two picks on the defense. So I think with, you know, all these receivers in this division, corner was definitely a priority. And you got it with Trent McDuffie. I think he got the third best corner in the draft. And, yeah. Can't say anything less. What, what do you guys think of this George Karloftis pick? Tom, I think when we did the mock show last week, you, me, and Fonz came to the consensus that that's exactly where he was going, I think, at that exact pick at 30. So this is a good pick. Solidifies the defensive front a little bit more. Um, you know, I actually would have liked to have seen them potentially. I, I know I had them going with Karloftis, but maybe doubling down on the secondary just because, Paul, you know, losing Chavarius Ward – uh, losing Tyron Matthew. I know you guys brought in Justin Reed from the Texans, but doubling down on defense, maybe bringing in like an Andrew Booth Jr. or a, I believe his name is Klein or something like that, or Sign, something like that. CNA. CNA, that would have been nice to, to, to add. But overall, I think that you guys, based on what other teams in the division have done tonight, well, not other teams, just the Chargers, you know, I think that you guys had a decent night and that you, you know, made a move. I thought Trent McDuffie, I think when all is said and done, that could be a guy that, you know, slipped through the cracks and could be a steal of the draft. But how do you feel as he essentially from at least what I know, don't know too much about the Chiefs in terms of depth, but he essentially becomes your number one corner. Is that, are you good with that? I, I'm a little bit more pleased with it. I still personally think that we need uh, at least one more veteran cornerback. I'm not sure really who's left on the market, but I I wanted them to sign somebody somebody a little bit uh, with more of a veteran leadership. But I think that's McDuffie. Uh, he, probably steps in as, I, he probably steps in as the number two. I think Legereus Sneed is going, to, is going to be the number one going into next year. And Rashad Fenton had a tremendous year this past year. You know, he was kind of a guy that was a late draft pick for us. He kind of, you know, was a plug-and-play kind of guy. He played some safety, played some cornerback, and he had to step up big time last year with, during some injuries, and he played great, and he's going to have to step up even more um, to be one of our top corners next year. So I, I'm pleased with it. I'm not in love with our cornerback room. I think that Justin Reed – was a tremendous addition uh, for as a safety, and I think that Dion Bush was a much better addition than uh, Daniel Sorensen at this point. I think I think adding him and getting rid of Sorensen was definitely solid, and we still have Juan Thornhill, so I, I'm pleased with our with our secondary. Still like to see a veteran or two, maybe another late draft pick, but it's, I, I don't think it's terrible. I'll tell you this, man. Call up the Giants. James Bradbury might be your new corner. I, I've been wanting James Bradbury for months. I've been wanting him from you guys for months. I'll give you, I'll give you guys. If I was, if I was GM, I'd give you a third, third or fourth round pick for him. I'll take it. <laughs> and I want my money back for the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> 
would well, take- here is Walt in the comments section on that strange pick. Um, I trust Bill's scouting O-line, and they needed a guard, but they could have done way better. I can't believe they passed up on the Kobe Dean. That is literally a Bill Belichick player. I can't believe they passed up on him. Traded back at 21 all the way to 29. He was still there and said, nope. So the Bengals here, I think this either needs to be Bernard Ryman or Andrew Booth. Yeah, I like Andrew Booth here. Well, they well they uh, acquired Leo Collins, so I don't think they'd want a right tackle. So I, I don't I don't I don't think Ryman is in the question anymore. But it's definitely got to be a secondary piece for sure. Well, Ryman can also play guard though. He he has versatility. Can he play it left though? Because you have the whole right side figured out. Because they signed Kappa, who will be your right guard. They have. Um, who do they bring at the center position? Ted Karras. Ted, Ted Karras. Karras. Yeah. I mean, line eye legend Ted Karras. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got to be a secondary piece. Andrew though, Booth sure. is my guess. Yeah, replace Eli Apple. That'd be a nice. <laughs> and then the Vikings are up next, which it looks like Gabe Flayton is still awake. So I think he's going to do a TikTok video for us. But that's another team that desperately needs secondary help. Well, that would be the pick for Minnesota at 32 if he falls. So could Cincinnati snatch him out of Skull Nation? Let's see. All right. I like that pick, though. That's a good pick. Yeah. They could have gone either way. I, I Secondary was definitely one of their biggest needs, so I mean that m- makes sense. Him with Jesse Bates now, that'll be a good little safety. Many Bengals AFC champions this year. They almost won the Super Bowl. They get their man Daxon Hill, guy out of Michigan. Um short. Junior. Well, he is six foot. Uh hybrid yeah. safety nickel. Definitely needs to improve with his tackling from what I saw. I mean, Michigan did not deserve to make the college football playoff this year. It's actually <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why. Okay. Um, nine passes defended, two picks. Pretty good player. Minnesota's picks already in. But uh Paul, I know. Do you want to hang around or do you you gonna run off here or I'm probably gonna run off. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah. So, Thank you so much for joining us. Congrats on McDuffie and Karloftis improving the Kansas City Chiefs defense to tee off with Tom Quinn's Denver Broncos. Yep. I, we got bets, that bet's in place. We're still we're going for seven straight this year. I think that we'll be able to do it. Paul Lombardi from the 3 and D on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on our network here at Review and Preview Sports. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a great night. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Thanks Paul. Here we That was Paul Lombardi from Stanford, Connecticut. The Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. Um, all right. So as the closet fan, I'll make this pick projection here. Um, okay. So when I look at Minnesota and what they need, they could use interior offensive line help because Garrett Bradbury at center, he's been okay, but he's not great. 
Their guard situation is eh. Um, I like O'Neal and Darisaw at the tackles. Those two are fine. Ask Andy Hopper. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think Andrew Booth should be the guy. I really do. If not, the Bucks are taking him at 33rd overall tomorrow because they, yeah. they could use secondary help as well. Always. Brian McArdle, what are you thinking? Sorry, I did not mean to say it like that. <laughs> what are you thinking here for Minnesota? I'm not entirely sure, actually. Um, I don't want to say Booth because I agree. I like him to be on the board for us tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you already, I mean, I'm sure you were going to ask me that before we signed off anyways. That's that's who I want. Uh but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I feel like maybe they don't need Nakobe Dean, right? No, no, nah, no. They have they have Jordan Hicks. They have Zadarius Smith. They have Eric Wilson. Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. Andy Hopper. What What do you think of the Vikings here, the uh, future 2022 NFC North champions? Okay, Tom, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Did they go? Do they go secondary here? Yeah, they have to. They had a young secondary last year. Uh, Unfortunate what happened with Jeff Gladney. I mean, you have a guy in Harrison Smith that's not getting any younger. I think you go second. I mean, who who's our other safety? Xavier Rhodes? Like he's like sixty years Xavier old. Xavier Woods. Woods. Uh so yeah, I think you go secondary here. Yeah. I mean their quarterbacks right now are Patrick Peterson and Cameron Dantzler. Obviously, Jeff Gladney got released due to the issues that he had, but all I'm gonna say is Skull Nation is looking very, very on edge right now. Is there any good secondary available that can uh, save Booth for me? <laughs> is there a, a savior in sight that it's, they can? Who's the, who, who's the guy that I just brought out for the Bengals? But they're not. Oh, I, I okay. don't think they, they could take a safety, but I feel like a corner is more a priority. He's from Georgia, right? So wouldn't that break that record that you guys were just talking about five minutes? Yeah, ago? he's he's Georgia safety. Well, he is, and uh, he. Apparently worked like really closely this offseason with uh, Deion Sanders, which anytime you're a defensive back and you could get any mentoring or anything from Deion Sanders, that's huge. Yeah, I'm surprised that Nakobe Dean is going to wind up not going in the first round. That's insane. He's the uh, he's the Jeremiah Usu Karamoa of this year's draft <laughs> at the same position, too. Listen, I got oh, the name God. right. I should get props for that. <laughs> you did. That's why I looked at you like, huh? Imagine the Giants get him tomorrow. Tom, if the Giants get him tomorrow, I'm I'm running out the room. You, you might see me like 20 minutes later. <laughs> In a good way? In a good way. I'll have to have like a celebratory sprint until I'm too tired that I just can sit here. <laughs> wow. Scene. There it Look is. Look at that. There it is. Another bulldog. Well, you can't deny that they had the best defense of the year this last year. I mean, it's been proven now for sure. But still, though, what is that? That's that from week one. That's what is that? That's you did. 
I did. That's the fourth Georgia player to go in round one, not name the Kobe. Now fit. That's five now. Five. All def- all defensive guys. I have that- Walker. I have Davis. I have Wyatt. I have Seen. Who am I missing? Uh. I wrote all the picks down, guys. I only have four. Did you say here. Davis? You said Davis? Yeah. Walker, Davis, Wyatt, and Seam. That's it. Four. Trayvon Walker. Dean didn't go. Dean would have been the fifth. Oh, yeah, and Dean didn't go. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Trayvon Walker. Jordan Davis. Quay Walker. <coughs> and Seen. Oh, shit. Where was I getting the fruit? No records broken tonight. We're tracking this. No, three. you guys are right. We're missing. Who am I missing? It's Trayvon, Wa- Trayvon Walker. There is um, five. I made the mistake. Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis. <laughs> Way Walker. Devontae Wyatt. <clears throat> Lewis Devontae C. Wyatt. There is five. I wrote Quay Walker down as Utah because I expected it to be Devin Lloyd. Gotcha. He should have not gone in the first round. So that was my mistake. There were five Bulldogs taken at round one tonight. None of them, the Kobe Dean. That's crazy. That's like 45% of. Somebody at his own position (laughs) got taken before him from his own school. That's absolutely. You have Andrew Booth and the Kobe Dean are my best two prospects heading into day two. What do you guys uh, yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope the Bears take George Pickens at what are they they're either 38 or 39. I can't yeah. remember. Ojabo is a Ojabo's huge, yeah. I think the Bucks are going booth tomorrow. They have to, right? That's what I think. And if you've watched our secondary, then yeah, we have to. (laughs) Well, no, I'm only asking because you guys brought back like Carlton Davis, so you have to have some sort of faith in the secondary. We have Davis and Winfield are only guys who are we can actually rely on. You can't rely on Jamal Dean. Secondary is the reason. I mean, I don't. The Bucks had a second round exit in the 2021 playoffs. Yeah, with maybe the worst blitz in the history of NFL playoffs. Now the guy who called that blitz is now your head coach. <laughs> Don't rub it in, Tom. I don't want Tom Bowles. He was okay with the Jets, but that, that one call rubbed me the wrong way. As long as you got <laughs> TB so as long as you got TB twelve, you're fine, man. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah, Tom, it doesn't matter who's coach. It doesn't matter. Miami. I could be coach. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll be like, Tom, you got this? Be like, yeah, baby, we're good. So, we're good. <laughs> I want to hear from everybody, and we'll start with James here. Steal of the night in round one. Oof. Steal of the night? Yeah. I would say the trades that went down. But one How individual you- pick. <laughs> I got one if he doesn't. Go ahead, Andy. Evan Neal at seven. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, we talked about it earlier. I, I, this was a guy that could have gone as high as two or three. And for you guys to take him as low as seven, I think that's a steal. I think he's 
I, he was my top-rated offensive lineman in the draft. I think that's a great pick for the Giants. Yeah, in, in terms of value, that's that's a good a good choice. Can I go with a, a literal steal here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going with Philadelphia taking Jordan Davis. Yeah, I thought a hunt like on no mock that I was doing in my head. I thought Jordan Davis was going to Baltimore no matter what because it was a stat I had written down. There, okay, last year there was four 1,200-yard rushers in the NFL. Three of them play for Baltimore's rivals. So I thought, you have to get this guy that can stuff the run against yeah. the guys like Joe Mixon, uh, Najee Harris. Who's, who's Cleveland's starter right now? Uh, Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah, Chubb. Yeah, I, I thought for sure that was their guy, and then Philadelphia just swoops in there. And steals them. Well, I, honestly, the, the entire night, I know we like the Jets as far as like best draft, but the Eagles traded up to get Jordan Davis and then they made a trade to yeah, land AJ Brown, Brown yeah. and kept both their first round picks. That's a pretty, pretty damn good draft, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, well, no, they didn't keep both the first round. They traded away the 18th pick for AJ Brown. They, they kept, had Jordan. They had Jordan Davis, but they traded away 18 to the Tennessee Titans. Okay, they kept the other one though, right? Yeah, they kept. Well, Jordan Davis was the other one. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was never uh, gotcha. Um, great draft. <laughs> still, listen, hell yeah. of a night. Hell of a night. You have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I mean, my steal of the night, again, I think Baltimore got robbed there with the trade-up, but I like Kyle Hamilton at 14. Um, Oh, could have seen that coming, Brian. (laughs) Not the 14th best player in the draft by any means. Kyle Hamilton, a top five prospect, and quite frankly, he's going to light it up in the National Football League and be a gem in the back part of that Baltimore defense. Caitlin McCarthy. Very happy tonight with that draft pick. So well deserved, Baltimore Ravens and Fonz the Falco as well. Appreciate both of those Ravens fans for taking the time to come on tonight. You think Jalen Hurts is having a good night tonight? Jalen Hurts is partying right now. EJ yeah. Brown and Devonta Smith blacking out tonight. <laughs> and they got Kaiser White in free agency as well. So and Hassan Reddick. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Jets are the winners of night one because the Eagles only drafted one guy. And they did, yes, they did get A.J. Brown. But the Jets traded back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson. And quite frankly, you got a receiver to pair up with Elijah Moore. I mean, I think Garrett Wilson is the pure number one immediately on that team. And then you get Sauce Gardner, a cornerback you needed to compete against corners like they're going to throw him right into the fire against Tyree Kill, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, and then Jermaine Johnson. I mean, three great picks. The Jets are my winners of the night. I also think the Giants are winners. Um Losers? 
Maybe there's only one, to be honest with you. Maybe two. Maybe two. My two would be, I think the Chargers, not because they got a bad player. I just don't understand the reason for drafting an interior offensive lineman when yeah, the joke the has been on the right side for the entirety of last season. They just completely, again, good player, but I think whiffed on the pick. And my second one, again, I know what Walt said, but I'm sorry. Like, I know they traded Marcus Cannon also to the Houston Texans this offseason. Maybe that's why, but they drafted an offensive lineman and a guard nonetheless. But N'Kobe Dean's on the board, man. I just, you know, you traded away Winovich. You brought in Mack Wilson, who's okay. The linebacking core is completely depleted, and you have one of the best ones, arguably the best one on the draft board, and you take whole strange who you probably would have been able to not only get on day two but probably on day three i mean bill does not day three not day three you don't think late day three no not late day three this guy was getting drafted not late day three not late day no not day three my bad round three sorry keep on saying day three round Round three three, yes round three yes yeah i mean it's the same thing the it's the cal dugger argument from whenever that whenever that was just he I don't know if he reaches or he just sees one thing he likes in a guy. It doesn't matter what school they're from, where like he yeah. he he pulls the trigger on it. I mean, is, is Chattanooga even? I mean, obviously they're D one, but is, is they D one double A or they an FCS school? I no, that I don't know off the top of my head. I don't what think they, so. I don't know what the mocks. No, they're they're FCS. I I remember it coming on the screen. Uh, during his thing, they also showed a ticker talking about that being a reach. They showed a ticker after he was drafted that said that there would have been a 93% chance that he would have been available at pick 54, <laughs> which is the Patriots' next pick. So I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just wanted to make sure. Andy, you know a few things about Chattanooga. So just saying. Yeah, I do. Hey, anytime we can beat them by one point in the tournament and then. <laughs> Hopefully, take their best player out of the transfer portal. I'll, I will take it. So, the, go ahead, Kyle. And I was going to say the other one as well. And it's not that it's just, I, I have nothing against the player. I think he's one of the better receivers in the class in Traylon Burks, but Tennessee has got to be a huge loser tonight. Because I, that to me, I mean, that's probably one of the least competitive divisions in all of football. And you kind of just threw in the towel. I mean, I like wonder- Julio, Julio Jones was a huge bust. A.J. Brown is an elite-level receiver who you were going to have to pay. I don't know why you didn't. The defense is is still kind of a question mark. You gave big money to Harold Landry after only having really one good year. Jeffrey Simons had a good year, but he also threw the bag at Bud Dupree last year. He couldn't stay healthy. Now you have really – you're betting on Robert Woods to recover from his Achilles uh, ACL. He's also what? He's probably around the age of 30. I get it, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to throw the ball much, but now you're basically, what you're telling me is you're going to be a run-all offense. Yeah. Not that you weren't before, but now you're really going to be that. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's very, very interesting, and it's been a crazy night one. Six wide receivers off the board. We saw a good amount of corners go, a few safeties towards the end, back-to-back safeties. I mean, the first five picks were defense, three edges and two corners. Yeah. Um, Hank and Dichter was great throwing us the fun facts tonight. He was outstanding. Brian McArdle bringing all the good stuff, all the college football analysis into this uh, draft show. And then we're looking at best available prospects heading into tomorrow. Uh, N'Kobe Dean is my number one, uh, followed by Andrew Booth. 
And then I'd probably go David Ojabo, right? David Ojabo is still there. Bernard Ryman is still there. Priest Hall. Boya Mafe. So it'll be left to be seen what's done tomorrow on day two. Malik Willis is still there. He didn't go in round one. Did you guys think Malik Willis would fall into day two? Because I did. I um, called. I, I wouldn't have put him in day two. I, I'm not, I, I, I just never, again, it's because you can't, you know, you do these mocks and you don't project the trades. What was the amount of trades we saw happening tonight? Like, I truly believe if Detroit was there at 30, if Detroit stays at 32, I think they take him. That's my take. I think, I don't want to say I'm like shocked that he was not taken in the first round. Um, I, I think that Kyle brings up a great point as far as, as far as the trades, um, but I, I did think like once the first quarterback went, we would see a little bit of an overreaction from somebody. Right. And, and I figured as soon as whether it was Pickett or Willis off the board, the other one would come off within the next couple of picks. So I guess I am a little surprised that Willis didn't go yet. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with talent. It just had to do with the teams in the first, the teams in the first round that traded their picks with the teams that needed quarterbacks and they traded out of the first round to teams that didn't need quarterbacks. Well, I think the teams that need quarterbacks kind of realized that the guys they were targeting will probably be there on day two. So let's go target some other needs. So yeah, I, I agree with you. They're kind of well, that's the thing with Detroit now, because they made that trade with Minnesota. They just gave up 32 and they gave up 34. So that's a team that gets out of the question probably for him. Because right. now they don't have a pick probably to the third round. He's probably not going to be there. Pittsburgh has their guy. I don't know what the Saints have in the second round, but that'd be a team to look out for tomorrow. But other than that, I mean, where are any of these quarterbacks really falling? Maybe Houston drafts another guy mm. if they have their pick tomorrow. Saints have number 49. And looking at it, I to me, I thought the Saints – for sure we're going to be... I thought the Saints or the Falcons, because um, I was looking a lot at the NFC South, I thought they would take yeah. at least one of Pickett and Willis. But something that's interesting is pretty much everyone had um, the Chargers taking Penning, and they just went against the grain and didn't do that. So I think the Saints were sitting there thinking, you know, we, we could take our guy here, or, mm-hmm. you know, Penning's fallen to us kind of very surprisingly. Yeah. Um, and they just went to go lock in uh, some talent on the O-line. So I'm Carolina, pull up round two. Yeah, pull up round two because I want to see where – because the three teams to look out for, maybe four, would be the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, and maybe the maybe the Texans as well. I would so, say are four teams to look out for tomorrow for quarterbacks. Other so, than that – the first few picks tomorrow, we have the Bucks picking first because of the because Jacksonville traded up into Tampa Bay's number twenty seven spot. Yeah, they take Lloyd. the Vikings and Lions swapped. So the Lions gave up their second round pick tomorrow to trade up to number twelve. Minnesota in return got thirty second overall and thirty fourth overall from the Detroit Lions. The Jets and the Titans. Did a swap because the Jets obviously traded back up. So now the Titans will be picking third in the second round tomorrow. They'll be followed by the New York Giants at pick number 36. Houston Texans picking at number 37. 
The Jets will be picking at 38, followed by the Bears, the Seahawks twice, and then the Colts at 42. So those are the top 10 picks heading into round two tomorrow. And they're talking with Mike Vrabel right now as we add Andy back into the fray here. Colts Um, could take a guy. Colts could take a quarterback. Yeah, the Colts? they absolutely could. Uh, sorry, I broke the seal, and it's just from there. It's just like a, the levees have been broken. Um, they, the Colts absolutely could take a quarterback. Let's, I mean, look at who the, who the quarterbacks they have on their roster right now. A geriatric Matt, Matt Ryan, who you realistically <laughs> have like, what, one or two years yeah. out of, and that, those, those aren't necessarily even good years. You have a guy in Sam Ellinger. Do they, who, uh, who'd they take from Washington last year? Uh, Eason? Yeah. Is he still there too? I have no idea. I think he's still there, but I mean, with who's picking early tomorrow, the earliest I could see Willis going is 37th overall to Houston. I can see him going 37th overall to Houston or 40th overall to Seattle. Seattle has two picks back to back, 40 and 41, thanks to the, uh, the trade with the Broncos for Russell Wilson. So, I mean, at least that's the way I view it. And then right after them, you got the Colts at 42, possibility. Falcons at 43, also possibility. And then the Lions at 46, which was the Vikings' original pick. Does, did you say Seattle has a second-round pick or no? They Seattle has two. Back-to-back. Back. Oh, back I feel like that locks in almost Willis so, if, if the Texans don't take him. Because then yeah. you can still get another guy uh, to – Right after that. Here, yeah, let's, let's, position, just give the vid, let's just give the visual. So yeah, the, the visual Bucks, would make this easier. All right. <laughs> this is going to be – all right. So in my opinion, Dean and Booth are probably the first two picks tomorrow. I'm going to guess. Yep. I'm probably wrong, but at least one of them is going to go here. Then the Titans, who the hell knows what they're going to do. The Giants could be Leo Chanel, could be a secondary player like a Jaquan Brisker maybe. Who knows? Houston. That's the first opportunity for Willis to fall. And then you have the Bears, the Jets, and then you have the Seahawks back-to-back, followed by the Colts, Falcons. Yeah, those four, pi- those four picks yeah. right there. Those Seahawks, Colts. Well, no. Well, no. Seahawks twice, Colts, and then Falcons. Those four picks, a quarterback has to be taken with at least one, if not two, of those picks. You would think. <laughs> um, has to. I did see the Falcons going Ritter. I mean, Falcons. Did, did they take uh, him over they, Corral? No. Unless they are. They could so, go Corral. Unless they are so. Not that they'd be confident in Mariota, but unless they're so confident in the fact that they are going to suck so bad this year that they'll <laughs> have an opportunity to draft Stroud or like Anderson, then I think that you'll. Not Anderson, Richardson next year, then I, I think that they have to take a quarterback here. That would be my assumption, but I think that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, that's the way I view it, but um, it'll be interesting to see who continues to fall tomorrow, who continues to rise. Um, James, appreciate everything you've done for us tonight backstage. No problem. Making sure all the guests are under control and satisfied, keeping everybody up to speed with everything. Andy, (laughs) satisfied. You've been an outstanding co-host. I'll try my best next time, Andy. Um, you know, <laughs> it's the curse, James. I'm Andy, you will be back with us tomorrow night 
for round two. Um, Brian, will you be with us tomorrow night? Bucks pick I will that not, unfortunately. Day. Ah, all right. So we're missing Brian tomorrow, but Kyle, Andy, myself, and Fonz DeFalco will be holding down the fort tomorrow night. I'm really excited. We have a lot of guests stack up. I'll have everyone make one final statement as we wrap up our night on show. Brian, I'll start with you. Well, obviously, the first statement has to be, if you're listening right now, be sure be sure to tune in to these guys tomorrow uh, for day two. Uh, and just as a little ending factoid, Tom, you know how much I like when teams draft from the same college team, get those buddies together. Um, we didn't see that tonight. I thought it was going to happen with Jameson Williams going to Philly at one point. Um, but we did have uh, intercity uh, picks here. So we had Aiden Hutchinson, uh, obviously, who played at Michigan. He gets picked up by Detroit. Equonu played at NC State, gets taken by Carolina. And then Kenny Pickett gets to travel zero miles to his NFL stadium because, as a lot of people know, Pittsburgh plays in Heinz Field also. So uh, he is staying put. And those, those are just always really interesting to me. So. Uh, have fun tomorrow, guys. I look forward to watching. Sorry, I won't be able to join, but uh, I'll make sure to get some comments in there. I know Tom enjoys when I get the comments in. Uh, I do. Of course, I do. 12 SEC players taken tonight, guys, with the 32 picks. Um, Andy, I'm going to throw it to you here for one last statement. Listen, boys, I just want to thank you again for having me uh, on this year's edition of the draft show. I, I mean, I spoke earlier about how much fun I had last year when we hosted it over on my channel. I want to thank you again for for bringing me on as a guest co-host here uh, over on the review and preview channel. You guys do awesome work. You're just constantly growing and adding more shows that I need to guest on so I can you know, keep adding to my role as the sixth man off the bench. This has been, this was awesome. I mean, draft night, it's, it's one of my favorite nights in sports. Uh, really it's just the amount of storylines that we can already, you know, go with or, or the, the hot takes that we can get off, uh, from these picks without ever watching them, ha- uh, play it down in the, in the NFL yet is my favorite. Um, but yeah, check me out. Uh, the brew party's on a little bit of a hiatus right now as I kind of figure out the direction I want to take the show. Um, we will be back for football season. Um, I'm just, I've, I've been really busy with, with, with my regular life as we kind of talked about uh, earlier. So I, I haven't taken a lot of time to think about brew party related stuff, but um, it'll be, we'll be back at, at, at some point, but follow me on social media at the brew party on Twitter and Instagram youtube.com slash the brew party www.thebrewparty.com for uh, all of our episodes uh links to places to listen to them uh links right to our youtube to watch them um the bears better take george pickens at at, at 38 or 30 cent wherever the wherever we're at uh tomorrow you'll see my reaction i'm super excited to join the show again tomorrow um for that pick and obviously for more picks but I mean, the NFL is king, guys. We we all know that the the world, uh, America stops, the world stops when uh, for the draft for in, any NFL related thing. By the way, NFL three games on Christmas Day. Sorry, NBA, you're just done. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I, I'm happy for you for you Giants fans that you guys actually got 
an enjoyable first round of the draft. Again, you're welcome for that uh, second top 10 pick, but it's only up from here, boys. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely, Andy. Anytime. James, anything else you want to add? No, then uh, I hope uh, the production side, uh, you guys, <laughs> in, you know, you enjoyed your little backstage stay every once in a while. <laughs> but no, you guys did a hell of a show uh, running it from backstage, from me making pops in and out. Um, but Tom, Kyle, uh, you guys put on a heck of a show tonight. I know Tommy and you chatted last night and all the hard work that Tom puts into the this show, but every show that on our brand, um, just wanted to give you a little shout out, pat on the back for that. Um, and Kyle, um, go to bed happy, please. At one point I was concerned about leaving the stream and driving over, but Tom and Kyle, you guys do hats off work. Um, especially since I haven't been around much, um, and Fonz as well, picking up the slack on the TikTok since the three of us is standing at sitting up top doesn't really know too much about TikTok, um, but you know Fonz is teaching us. Um, but without without YouTube below and without the guys sitting next to me, um, and and all the guests that joined uh, the show would have not been what it was and enjoyable for me watching uh, behind the scenes as well. So. Tom on a TikTok guy, shocker of the year. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Russo, anything else you want to add? I hope that day two is as exciting as day one was. I, I think that, again, even though we had some kind of reactions and talked about some bus players a little bit, in, in all reality, I, I'm happy with what the Giants did. And really, I'm kind of happy with the entirety of this draft was, you know, sometimes you see a lot of weird picks. You didn't really see that much this year. You saw a lot of great trades. There was action all throughout the night. We were breaking trades between Marquise Brown, AJ, AJ Brown. So there's some good stuff happening on tonight and obviously great content as we now enter the fourth hour here on Review and Preview of this NFL Draft Show. But good stuff, guys, and I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. What would you say, Andy? Keep going? I'm down, man. I'm not going to bed tonight. I'm down. <laughs> but good stuff, guys, and, and always a pleasure having everybody on and, and being a part of this because this was a lot of fun. John Suggs coming in last minute, and thank you for that comment, Kyle. Uh, winners and losers of the draft, Giants and Jets done heck of a job. Yeah, Giants, Jets, Eagles, Steelers got their quarterback. Jacksonville trading back into the first round. They were awesome. Losers. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys <laughs> did not make a good pick. Um, I did not like That's what, what I'm saying. It's very – it, there wasn't that many, like, bad picks. It was really, like – that was pretty yeah. good. You know, there's good players have, left on the board, but there was no bad picks, I don't think. We do have one final thing to show everybody tonight. And it is our good buddy, <laughs> Dave Flayton, with his reaction. With his reaction, you guys can hear me, right? To yeah. the yeah. Vikings, 32nd overall pick. Dave. Well, I don't know how I feel about this pick. Lewis Seen, hardest hitting safety in college football, national championship defensive MVP. Um, he's like Harrison Smith, but maybe even more athletic than even Harrison Smith is. Uh, and that's pretty cool. We got two of the best safeties in the league, but we also need inside linebacker. We need corner and we still could use an offensive guard or two. And probably a center. Um, but defensively, the pick is good. We needed something in the secondary. 
and a ball hawk and a run stopper in Lewis Seen. I'll take it. We we need some athleticism on the back end. Uh, we got a lot of age. We have some elders with Harrison Smith and Patrick Houston's. I'm really looking forward to what he can do, and uh, let's hope he doesn't get called for too many targeting penalties like Harrison Smith and get ejected. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. Get him back. That was Gabe Flayton from Cornwall, New York, talking like these guys in the Vikings secondary are heading towards the retirement home. Uh, <laughs> he sounded like somebody died, dude. Like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was happy about the pick or mad about it. He kept, he took, he brought up all the negatives, then brought up positives, then went back to the negative. The most cryptic draft pick uh, reaction I think I've ever heard in my life. It was like, the, oh, facial, the facial expression, too, is what sold the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That smile. It's great for the defense, but we need this. <laughs> I, I think that's the first time I've ever heard anyone satisfied with their pick say, it was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. It was cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. It is past midnight. We are still live. Um I just want to say thank you all for joining me tonight. Appreciate all the hard work we've done. We have more work to do tomorrow at night number two for rounds two and three. Andy has a special player feature we're going to reveal. No hints. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that. We're going to have around 12 guests tomorrow night, some new faces. So that's going to be very enticing. And again, there is more work to do tonight after we sign off. So let's sign off now. On behalf of Brian McArdle, on behalf of Andy Hopper, James Montefusco, Kyle Russo, from the Stan Sports, The Brew Party, Review and Preview Sports, my name is Tom Scavetta. This has been night one of our 2022 NFL Draft Special here on Review and Preview Sports on YouTube and Facebook Live. Have a good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. <laughs>